What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the draft show here on Roto Grinders. I am Britt Devine uh, here with Turd Ferguson, aka Grant Niefer. Uh Grant, what's going on, my man? Well, not a whole lot. Just just had a little bit of lunch, and now I'm ready to draft some fudging teams. Yeah, this is. Uh, I, I played a couple of these. This is. There's no like 14 over unders, but there's like a bajillion offenses you can play today. So I think I think it's gonna be pretty fun. I mean, there's no 14 over unders. That's because like. There's a lot of spots with aces where it's a six and a half over under or implied team total on one side and a three and a half on the other. Like there are big offenses. There aren't any big totals in games, but there's some real big offenses today. Yeah, this is going to be a really fun show and uh, draft two. Uh, what I need you guys to do, I saw a couple of you followed me from the tweet. If you're watching live and you want to have a chance to play along with me and Grant and everybody from chat, uh, you got to follow me on draft. So in the bottom right corner of your screen, there's a profile button. In the top right, there's an add a friend. I don't have to be your friend, but you can still add me. And you just type my name, Britt Devine, and that will get you uh, following me. So while you guys... to add an acquaintance? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, you have to talk to draft, and I'm sure they could could do that. Because, I mean, I, I don't really... I, I sit at home all day. I don't, I don't need a lot of friends, but I could have some acquaintances, right? Yeah, or they could just put on there, become a stalker. Yeah, and, any of, and all the above. I mean, stalkers just don't... they. They get demonized so much. We need, we need, we need to stop that. Yeah. Um, so, will you guys follow stock or be my acquaintance on draft? Uh, I'll leave the screen up for you for a second. I got a couple things I got to talk to you about. The first is our draft best ball kit here on Roto Grinders. It's thirty nine ninety nine. You can find a link for it in our chat as Devin drops it, or you can go to the new best ball section on the top of Roto Grinders, and it'll get you to it. So, for thirty nine ninety nine. You get all the rankings, updated articles. Uh, as news hits, it'll be in there. Um, but the kicker, we give you a $25 ticket into the Best Ball Championship. Uh, so you're really only paying $14.99. You get all the information to play in the Best Ball Championships, and then you can use all that with your $25 ticket to hop in into that thing. And I know there's all this Tyreek Hill news, and the more I think about it, my first reaction to this grant was to to probably not play so much, but I, I talked to some people today. I don't know. I, I kind of think there's even like more of an edge to draft now because if Tyree kill bombs and he gets people to the playoffs, 
you can just kind of jump them in later. So there's a, a lot of strategy um, in the best ball championship, but we've got a pretty good way for you to get in uh, on the cheap and be armed with good information with the best ball kit. Um, the other thing is our sharp side contest. Um, I, I think I was up to like three or four yesterday, but I lost mine on the Yankee game early over. So I dropped back down to zero. got to start all over again. We're giving up to $1,500 in FanDuel credit on it. So download SharpSide from your app store. Start swiping. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It's like a bet tracker. And uh, you got to lock in your bet, and that gets you up on the leaderboard. And if you're up at the top, uh, I think we're giving away 1500 bucks to that. Um, got some other things too, Grant. But uh, I'm, I, I want to start drafting, right? Because this is fun, and this is a great slate. And uh, I, I'm going to get going here today. So what do you say we start a 10-man We'll leave pitchers in first. I don't really want pitchers. There's so many good pitchers. Uh, I, I think today is really all about the bats. But you ready to start this? Yes, I am. All right. So I think I got this all set now that the early game started. So what are you doing? Let's say you get one of the first picks on draft today. Normally, we we like the stud pitchers to start because they have such high projections. But there's like seven, eight pitchers. I know this is going to be a 10-man. So it's going to get a little thin towards the end of it. So are you going pitchers? I don't have one of the first couple of picks, and it looks like you're at the very end of it, so we don't have to wrestle with the facts. But, like, are, are you taking a Trout, a Yelich, uh, an Aaron Judge, or are you taking a Verlander to, to kind of start it off here? Uh, I'm probably going with the Trout, the Yelich, and Aaron Judge. Uh, there's just so many good pitching options on the board. I mean, just look at the top. We have five aces in a 10-person draft. And you look at the next five after that, and they're not great, but they're still good. I mean – Molle, Miner, Strowman, like Price are all good options here. Like there are aces that you can get in the third, fourth round. maybe, And then there's good enough pitchers you can get the fifth round. I'm kind of waiting to see at the 10th pit. It's a little bit different. Um, I could see myself going with pitcher first. Mm -hmm. The batters I want aren't there. Yeah, there's just a, there's a lot of good bat. Yelich, Trout, Betts, Judge. Uh, Harper, Martinez, Bellinger. Uh, you can just go on and on. The list is there. If you, you The infielders is a little shorter, but there's some really good plays here. It looks like everyone's going bats. This is what I've seen in the, the couple of drafts I'm done this morning. It seems like the bats are winning today. The bats are really deep. There's so many totals over 10. It's like 90 degrees and humid all over the place today. So um, very, very interesting day for offense. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely is. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun day. And I mean, it's an interesting day for pitching because, I mean, my guess would be Degrom just because the ballpark is probably gonna be the chalkiest guy. But like, look at Ryu and look at uh, what's it called Verlander. They have just as much upside, maybe even more upside than Degrom. In all honesty, here, like the Texas bats going up against a pitcher with some pretty extreme reverse splits when it comes to strikeouts. Like, there's so many high strikeout lefties. We always target lefties. Go going up against the Rangers and now we have one of the best strikeout pitchers in the league versus lefties going up against the Rangers like and he might not have the highest ownership it's it's going to be pretty silly today yeah we're gonna have to wait and see um the ownership this was put out really early this morning I would imagine it it shakes up a, a reasonable amount uh once it gets updated but I think Verlander is going to end up being slightly higher owned than I think DeGrom and of all the uh, the high price pitchers, I think I'd just go to Verlander. I think he's going to end up being the highest on pitcher out there. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll see. It's 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 definitely interesting today. Like 
I've been bouncing back and forth. I think, honestly, I'm just going to chop it three ways between Verlander, Ryu, and um, DeGrom. Mm-hmm. I think that's the smartest move you can do. And what, about, what about Bieber? Justin, uh, just, not Justin Bieber. Uh, we got Shane Bieber. I like his spot's really good. He's been really good. He's going up against the Royals, a minus 310 favorite right now. Now, I know it's, it's 88 degrees with 64 humidity, and the winds are blowing out, but the Royals total so low. They're without probably their best or second best hitter. Um, I think Bieber's also in consideration. You really can't go wrong at the high end today. I mean, if they're only one ace or two aces, Bieber's a perfect pivot. But with three aces, the likelihood of any of them not getting to 30, 30 plus even, like Bieber's not going to be the highest scoring of the four. Like that's the biggest thing. Like the chances of him being the highest scoring of the four is right around like what would you say, seven to ten percent, if that? Oh, uh, maybe a little higher. I'm not so I'm not MMEing tonight. Uh, I, I got to go look at a house uh, a little before lock, so I can't do that. But I'm I'm hand making some GPP teams, and I'm basically I'm gonna have one of the top four or five arms in terms of raw projections in them because I just I find it hard that one of them doesn't have like a 30 plus fantasy point performance tonight they're just they're all in reasonably good spots and i, I want to make sure i have some of my bases covered i think the pitching is really good tonight on the high end and I, I normally like to mix in the cheap pitchers i gotta pick somebody here really quick um so i'm gonna take gary sanchez guys if you're playing uh, is a little too low so i've started off uh Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez that sounds like a pretty good stack right Grant you son of a biscuit I, <laughs> I take I took your guy you took both my guys. Oh, yeah. You you weren't going to get back to uh, Sanchez at the 310. Maybe a normal draft, but not with me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely fudged the pooch there. Um, it, it, I really wanted, like, the smart play on draft is stack the Yankees because you have so many options, especially if you can get Judge with the first pick. Yeah. You absolutely take an Encarnacion with the second pick. And then you have four Yankees to choose from. You can go LeMahieu, you can go Voight, you can go Sanchez, and you can go Torres. All of our great options there. Even if you only get a three-man stack, if you can get Judge with a first pick, you are sitting pretty. If you don't, then you kind of have to take, or at least I have to change my strategy around. So, which is why I kind of went with uh, Ryu as my second pick and went Encarnacion, hoping that possibly when it comes back, me I could get both Sanchez and like Torres or Voight. But that's obviously not happening now. I kind of have to pivot and figure something out. So I'm looking for another team with a decent implied team total that I can get multiple bats from and potentially a stack and I have, I have good news for you there are a lot of teams that you want offense from tonight right yeah yeah there's one in particular there's a Manny Machado home run there's Machado boom monkey knife fight just hit my home run props for the day already so who'd you take like, Renfro Machado and Tatis well I had Machado in one and then I had Renfro in the other and I took Baez and Bryant so I've, I've hit half of mine already so I, I would have honestly I would have gone way stronger on the San Diego side I mean those guys hit bombs. Yeah, well, Brian and Baez are super. They're they're very powerful. Those yeah. are the, But uh, anyway, so I'm looking. Let's see here. I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Voight here. You said you took Edwin already? Yeah. All right. So, so suck yeah. it, Britt. I'm going to take Voight and get a three-man Yankee stack. And I think I'm going to try to get a pitcher before. Well, actually, how many pitchers have gone? Looks like a lot. Let's see here. So there's. One, two, three. We'll see if any of these guys take pictures. I'm, I'm hoping that they certainly will because they'll hear the show if they're watching. Um, but I, I don't want to be the last guy taking a picture. 
because I think there's like eight or nine. So I'm going to try to avoid being the last guy to take a pitcher today. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad choice. I mean, the 10th pitcher still isn't terrible, whichever one you would decide to go with. And the um, son of a biscuit. Oh, gosh, now I have to rethink things. What did you want, the Indians and Stroman? Of course. I, <laughs> no, I, I didn't want Stroman. I won the Indians. Yeah. Oh, gosh, dang it. Oh, man, I'm in bad shape. Well. Good job, guys. Not a good spot versus minor, but. You've triple, you've seven to Grant out, and that's always good when you can seven Grant. It doesn't happen too often, especially on a one dollar draft. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get so competitive sometimes on these things. I'm like I've got to win this, even though it's only for a buck, or even if it's a free one. I'm like, I'm gonna win this. I'm gonna win this. Either that, or just give zero shites, and like I'm gonna take all injured players. One of the main reasons we do DFS, right, is comp- we want to win. This is this is my way to get my competitive nature as a man out of my system is playing DFS. I mean, I, I do it so that I can pay my bar tabs and fly to exotic locations <laughs> like, like Iowa and Missouri, exotic locations. Let's see here. What's left for me coming up on pitcher? There's Molly, Miner, Hap still in play. I don't hate Wainwright. I'm hoping I get Tyler Molly. So we got to see if uh, Flores Mark takes him here. Molly is going to be the chalk today, right? All right. I don't know if he's going to be the ch- of like the cheaperish guys. I think so. Yes, but uh, he's very good against the righties, and the righties on St. Louis not exactly amazing. But let's not kid ourselves. What is it? It's ninety degrees in Cincinnati. Let me pull this up with the humidity. Um, I mean, let's 90- be honest. The lefties on uh what's st louis are nothing edmund fowler wong edmund had a big night last night but yeah he gets by him tyler o'neill's a huge strikeout guy too so um molly in the mid-tier 6k on DraftKings. that's gonna be the popular choice dips um, on the band name molly in the mid-tier molly in the mid-tier perfect yeah but, but i like him. i don't i don't hate wainwright opposite him in that game either because he's been really good against righties so what's he got to worry vato and winker i mean winker's okay and what I also think is going to happen is the Reds are just so cheap on DraftKings that their ownership, they're actually projected to be one of the highest owned teams uh, on Slate IQ right now. So you get, uh, and, and Wainwright's coming in at basically no ownership. So you get like, uh, you can take out 15, 20% of the field, um, you know, roster and Reds guys if, if Wainwright comes out and has a good outing today. So I actually like Wainwright as a pivot today. I mean, that's interesting. He's just, I mean, let's look. There's one, two. The, pri- the price isn't perfect. I get it, right? But I, I don't but care. There's only three lefties in the lineup. That's that's pretty good. Like, I was hoping maybe they'd yeah. throw Dietrich in there. Um, but. Oh, man, I got sniped on my last Yankee bet. I, I mean, but the, their their ownership kind of coincides to Wainwright having huge splits and the lefties being 3-6, 3-4, and 3-3. Three, three. Like, they're going to be chalked for a reason. It's because the lefties are underpriced. Like, I don't care about using Queek. Mm-hmm. I don't care about using Suarez. But their prices are just so darn cheap. Like, you could realistically throw a red stack in there with two aces, which is why it's going to be the chalk. We're going to see a lot of two ace lineups today, I think. Yeah, so that's this is why I like Wainwright, because I think you can if, – if he has a good game, you know, and you pair him with one of the aces, I think you're taking out a lot of people on the reds today. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this baseball, anything can happen. 
we all get sucked into these traps that everyone else gets sucked into. And realistically, it's probably not the best play, but those price tags are just so darn intriguing. We just got uh, the Red Sox lineup came out. Sam Travis at 2.9K hitting sixth for Boston tonight. Well, there's another chalk, chalk option that might take a little bit of ownership off Votto, but not much considering you can play Travis in the outfield too. Yeah. Gosh, is the chalk build going to be two high-priced pitchers? It, it was going to be one of the studs along uh, with, uh, what's that, McKay, where it was going to be the chalk build. But um, that's what Wainwright's like the perfect McKay story for me today. I like I like McKay. I expect him to, to do good. But if he doesn't pitch perfectly, he's only throwing like 85 to 90 pitches. So he's got, you know, he's, gonna, he's probably going to pitch well, but if it's all not working for him, um, the leash isn't always there for him, where I think for a lot of other pitchers it could. So, I mean, I think the better McKay spot is over on Yahoo, where he's only thirty-six bucks. I mean, his price tag over on Fantasy Draft, over on DK, is just a little bit too high. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like. I'm not going to argue with going with him, but with Chalk McKay, I don't think it's worth it. Uh, I wanted to point out, you pointed this out to me pre-show. If you guys like live finals, um, you're probably never going to get a better shot of going to a live final on a reasonable buy-in um, then drafts $88 today. So it's 20 of 36. It's- I'm already in there. We need four more guys. Yeah. So Grant's in there. Uh, if you want a shot to try to get into a live final, um, keep your eye on this. I don't know if you want to do it during the show because you're going to be going up against Grant. If we get to five, will you round it out? Will you throw the $88 in on an entry? I don't want to pull it in 88 bucks into this one. You'll get, you'll get in on it. So if you guys wanted to do it, I wanted to point it out. It's two six-mans. You got to win today, and then you got to win the next six-man, and then you're in. So it doesn't even drag out for a lot of days. So um, make sure to check that out if you wanted to get to a live final. And you, you get to go against Grant, and he's going to be stacking the Yankees. So try to get some Yankees instead of Grant. Oh, I'm going to have to take, get out of this one. Someone's gonna, I don't think – no one's spiteful enough in our chat to spend 88 bucks on one just to spite me. Not to spite you, but to win. I mean, the Yankees have like a seven-run total against one of the worst pitchers in baseball. Great, you're supposed to be talking them off, the Yankees. I want to win. All right, we're going to do hitter only. Uh, I think this is going to be fun. We'll up the stakes to three bucks. You ready, Grant? Yep. All right, we'll get this one going. I think I did hitter only. I'm not sure if I actually selected it, though. So. Yep, you did. Yeah. Did I? Oh, we got Devo. Free money Devo in here. Oh, look, our producer's in it. He's going to be stacking Yankees. Yeah, I mean, so what are some other offenses, right? So I'm looking, let me pull up Slate IQ and see what's going to be. Uh, I had it up earlier, I lost it. But like the Yankees, we the Reds just due to price are going to be up there. The Red Sox are carrying some ownership. But there's like the Blue Jays, they never come through, but they have a, a five and a half run total against Jordan Zimmerman and the Detroit Bullpen. That sounds pretty. They don't come through because they don't, they strike out too much, but Let's be honest. Honest, I have some interest in Jordan Zimmerman. Is that crazy? I mean, just because the price, I get it. But you, you can never talk me off any pitcher who's that cheap in tournaments. Yeah, I mean, it's a high strikeout Blue Jays team going up against Zimmerman. Like, oh, gosh. Like, I've used Zimmerman way more in the past. It's obviously been bad this year, but oh my gosh, that's such a cheap price tag. Yeah, I'm not trying to get to him, but if I was MMEing, right, I think I'd leave him in the player pool. If you get a couple percentages, I mean, the rest of your lineup's going to look pretty good once you throw Jordan Zimmer. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you get, you're guaranteed to get a second ace unless you really want to pay it for bats. Yeah. The thing tonight is ownership. There's no one team it's really condensed on. So we've got Cincinnati. Toronto looks like they're pretty cheap, too. So they're actually up there in ownership. We've got the Yankees in Boston. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Mike Trout against Mike Leak. This sounds like a, what, two home run game for Mike Trout today? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, not a bad move at all. Yeah. Uh, Leak just gives up homers left and right. You might be, oh, someone got you on your job. Son of a biscuit. Wow. You're, you took Edwin that early. You're, I don't know that, if you know this, but Edwin's good at bases ball. Yeah. He, I mean, especially against bad lefties. Yeah. So taking him that early. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Jazz hands. What else is out there for offense? There's just so many totals. Um, Minnesota looks like they're going to be up there in ownership. Houston's up there a little bit too. Although they're, they're, they're going up against an actual good pitcher and minor. Where are like a couple of your under the radar stacks? If I look at leverage today, um, it's looking like the Mets, the Tigers, Colorado lead the way. Those aren't guys I'm actively going out to try to stack up. Yeah, you don't want those. What's the Nationals and the Rays at? Those are two stacks that are going to go largely under owned. Um, Ronaldo Lopez, we know that he can have a big outing occasionally, but he can get crushed. And there's some power in this lineup here. He struggles with a little bit more versus lefties than righties. And there are some good lefties in this lineup. We got Lau, we got Meadows, we got Kiermaier, we got Choi. And Lopez, like, I love Kiermaier today. I absolutely love him. Go anytime he goes up against a big fly ball pitcher where he they give up a lot of hard contact. Mm-hmm. Kiermaier is a great play. Like he's he, Kiermaier is gonna get a home run today. Like the that's re- my home run lock of the day is Kiermaier for the price tag and ownership. And he's gonna come in at around one percent. Yeah. Raise cumulative ownership 13%. They are towards the bottom in slate IQ currently. I think that maybe bumps up a little bit, but they do have a positive leverage score, as does Arizona down towards the bottom of it as well. I mean, Arizona is an interesting spot here because they have so many lefties in the line. So we all know that Chasin does not strike out lefties, is not good versus lefties. That Brewers bullpen, though, is good. And Chasin's not a horrible pitcher overall. It's an interesting spot here. I, I, I think that the Diamondbacks are a good stack. They're going to go under own. And then the Astros aren't going to get much ownership. And the Astros are quite possibly one of the best, if not the best, like starting six, starting five lineups in the majors. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, between Springer, Altuve, Bregman, Brantley, and Alvarez, is that really any worse than uh, – you judge Void Sanchez and Encarnacion. I'd argue the Astros might even be better because it's a lot more consistency too in that lineup. Yeah, I mean they don't strike out, they hit bombs, they do everything. So like they are just all around incredible. It's just the Yankees are a little bit deeper because like once you get past the top five, maybe when Correa gets back, they'll make a run to the night. But once you get past the top five, I mean we're really not like him playing Guriel, although he's been fantastic recently for some reason Torinos is all right White's all right Marisnik's all right Reddick's all right like after the top five though the top five are all all-stars after that it's a little bit of a muddled mess so uh, I'm going with the twins someone in chat wants to know about the Phillies versus Lyles this game uh, hovering a 10 and a half 11 over under you normally don't see that in Pittsburgh but Arietta gets crushed by lefties, and he's got to get try to get Josh Bell out and Reynolds and Frazier and a couple of these other guys. There's a lot of lefties in there. 
It's 91, it's humid, um, and Lyles is horrible too. So what's your take on this Pittsburgh-Philly game? You just don't see these huge totals in Pittsburgh basically ever, and we got them today. I don't understand. I mean, I get Lyles hasn't been great recently, but look at his overall season numbers. Um, You look at it, and he's been an average pitcher. Um, He's playing in a pitcher's ballpark. He struggles against lefties, and he's only going to face two, maybe three in the lineup. Uh, Looks like three. It's, I don't know. And I had their draft filled, so this is going to be fun. Um, Multitasking. Multi-drafting. Yeah, I'm probably going to pay a little bit more attention to that. You can tell me if my math was wrong, but I think that $3 is less. forego the $3 and focus on the 88. Yeah, yeah. I'm auto-drafting. Live, live, tell us what you got on that one. Uh, I got a second pick. Let's see who I get stuck with. What's really interesting here is, are people going to go pitcher quickly? Because in a six-man draft, you draft the last pitcher available, and you're getting David Price. Yeah, I like Price. Price is another guy I like as a pitcher tonight that's going to have relatively low ownership. Anyone here in chat actually in it with me? Let me know, chat, if you're in there with me. And then don't steal my players. <laughs> uh, please don't steal my players. Someone might have got in there. We we talked about it, and then it filled, what, four quick? So I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, we filled five of the 36 spots in the course of five minutes. Yeah, that normally doesn't happen. So the power of Roto, power of Roto-Grinders filling the live final. The power of having a scrub like me in here. Yeah, they're like, Grant's in, we're in. Oh, and the first guy might auto-draft. This is exciting. How much you want to bet he's going to go with Verlander then? Yep. He'd probably been sitting there for a while. Yeah, that's the nice part with these tournaments is, like, if you set up your pre-draft rankings, you're fine if you forget. Um, but a lot of people don't, and they enter it, and then they forget about it, and they don't notice the notification. So it's always nice when I can get some free money in there. Where, where are you going? I went judge. Yep, so you're going for the Yankees stack. Don't tell my strategy. <laughs> Let's see if I can get uh, – someone already took Polanco. Um, oh, someone already took Rosario. I guess I can't get all the uh, all the twins that I want, so I'm kind of stuck in a pickle here. Let's see. Man, do you ever just check yourself out on the screen? No, so I minimize everything, and I, I, get, I actually – I stare right into your face the entire show. I stare right into my face the entire show. That's why I'm looking at the other screen. Yeah, no, I, st- I stare right at you. So if you minimize it, right, then you put it right above your camera. It looks like you're looking at the camera, but you're, I'm just really staring into your eyes. Oh, yeah, I know. I just, I actually like looking at myself because I'm apparently conceited. <laughs> Someone's asking about the Toronto Bats. It's Zimmerman, anyone with power. Anyone with power, especially a high strike. Gary L is one of my favorite uh, guys on the entire slate today. Like this guy hits bombs, always under-owned. Going up against Zimmerman, he's the only high-priced guy in that offense, so people are going to probably be playing more of the cheaper guys like Vlad, which Vlad's a fantastic play too. I mean, we could see what he could do, can do in batting practice, and that's what going up against Zimmerman is. It's batting practice. Where's Luplo? Luplo should hit cleanup today, and I like that Cleveland offense quite a bit today. So I didn't get like a full stack that I wanted on this one, but I'm feeling pretty good. How's, how's your 88 going? Give us a live uh, live experience. Uh, I got E5 and I got Judge, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. And I'm going to get either Sanchez or Voigt with my next pick. I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling good right now. I mean, it doesn't hurt to stack up the best players from the team with the highest total and no one else is fighting you on it. Especially when home – should I go Sanchez or Voigt? Both. 
Are you I'm going to go Sanchez first. Who should I go first is the what I meant to say. I would take Sanchez for sure. Yeah, I mean, oh, gosh. He, he, he hits bombs. I mean, that's really what you want here is you want bombs and draft. Uh, it's the most important thing. You only have a four-person uh, squad for bats, mm-hmm. and bombs are worth the most. Like, you get a double-dong day or you get a triple-dong day, you're almost guaranteed to win, although I have gotten last in one with – a guy with three home runs because I got like negative seven for my pitcher and then two points for my other three bats. That was a fun day. Um, so let's see here. we got a couple of QQs. We'll, we'll talk on those and then we'll do a, I guess we'll do a pitcher only to kind of get into some of the lower owned pitchers on the slate too. So it seems like a lot's going Toronto bats. You mentioned that uh, about Zimmerman. You can use them. The Toronto guys are going to be pretty popular tonight. So at least on DraftKings. So do know that if you're uh, going to be rostering some of them. Uh, favorite low-priced pitcher on DraftKings today. So I've got, yeah, Molly is definitely my favorite as well, but uh, he is going to be everybody's favorite. So do you have a swerve off Molly in tournaments? Uh, looking at this right now, I think you can convince me to play Beatty at 200 more. You can convince me to play Happet 400 more. And after that, I don't think I'm too interested in many of the other cheap guys. Yeah, I think for me, uh, the next guy is probably going to be Hap. Uh, like, it's Rockies outside of Coors after a long Coors homestand. I mean, it's hot, decent weather, and Hap hasn't been the same pitcher this year. But, like, Rockies struggle versus lefties. I mean, there's Arenado's story. Both of them can hit a bomb. But outside of that, they're going to have likely uh, – four lefties in the lineup, which gives Hap a little bit more upside. Someone took Voight. Someone took – gosh, who do I go with here? Need your help. Need your help here. What do you need, a pitcher or an outfield? Uh, I need an infielder. Uh, I think Rendon's probably – I can go Rendon, Story, Jose Ramirez. Um, I like I Polanco. I should probably go Polanco, shouldn't I? Yeah, I like Polanco or Rendon. Yeah, I think I'm actually going Rendon here. Rendon's just so good. He's Rendon's not going to be the reason you lose this, this. And then should I go Corbin or should I go Price? I like Price quite a bit. Um, I, I mean Corbin's just been spitting hot fire lately. He's not walking a lot of guys. Definitely has the tougher matchup. You're right. He's so he's played Miami twice and the Royals, and then he was at Philly. So like you, you know, I don't know. You got to take it with a grain of salt. He's had like some really cake matchups. And we just got the Yankees lineup here, and I accidentally exited out of it, so I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, let's see. Yanks, 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 Yanks. There they are. Uh, it is LeMahieu, Judge, Voight, Sanchez, Hicks, Encarnacion, Torres. So exactly what I thought it would be. Perfect. I wish Edwin was a little higher up, but, I mean, you can't. Oh, no, Ed... it's LeMahieu, Judge, Sanchez, Edwin's, Hicks, Voight. So Edwin's hitting cleanup. That's oh, nice. They switched. Vo- yeah, I was looking at the projected lineup still. Yeah, Voight's down. So, yeah, that's about as good as you can get from a Yankees lineup today. So, you're looking good. I, hope, I, I wish you the best of luck in your $88 live final. So, um, don't forget. I have the lowest projections with three Yankees and Rendon. Yeah, the projections are not right. It's because you don't have the pitcher score. Yeah, I mean, I have Price. That's going to be real rough is using Price there. All right, let's do some hitter or some pitcher only, and we'll talk a little bit about some pitchers. So let's see. What do we have? 14 games. That's 28. I can enter this twice. 
So we'll do a a five-man, and we'll get to 25 pitchers. All right, this is going to be fun. Just give me the – let me know when. You ready? Yep. All right. I think I took pitchers. Yeah, pitchers. This is for three bucks. And then after this, we'll uh, we'll bump it up and we'll play for a little bit bigger money for uh, like a hitter only. We'll close out the show if we have time on that. So um, while we're at it, uh, I see someone in chat is talking about the badge promo. We like to give shout outs to that. Devin, if you got the link, drop the people on that. Um, if you happen to, to place in a, in a good tournament with our uh, badge showing, uh, you got to sign up for it first. Uh, you get a month of premium and uh, Buster Bratz and DW12290. They are rocking the badge right now for Roto Grinders. Um, so if you want a chance to get a month of premium for free, it's like 40 bucks. It's not cheap. Uh, follow the link, upload the Roto Grinders avatar uh, to your DFS site of choice. And if you happen to do good that night in a tournament, I uh, get hooked up with a free month of premium. So we are on pitcher only. I don't know if I want to be first or like last here. Cause I'm sitting in the five spot and it's not bad. The five spots. Great. You get Corbin, you get price and I get Verlander with a, Oh, thank you. Yeah. You get Verlander with two. I think it, who do you have for, if you had to pick Verlander to Grom straight up fantasy points tonight, who you got Verlander. I think I'm going to take Verlander too. I mean, the strikeout upside, we saw what he did against the Brewers, a similar type situation. Yeah. When he goes against heavy lefty teams, he crushes. He gives up bombs, but he crushes. I don't care about it. Every pitcher gives up bombs. I don't care if you give up a couple of bombs. Just hopefully nobody's on when that happens. And uh, that is definitely Verlander, uh, how he's been operating. He goes after you. He gives up some solo bombs, but whatever. I don't really care. Rizzo, Grand Salami. Rizzo? I didn't have Rizzo. You dummy. Lefty, lefty's the easiest thing in the world, right? Ba- Baez and uh, Chris Bryant. That's what I was going for. So, Oh, gosh. Let's see. Who am I going to get? We're getting it. You might get Molly. No, nope, Molly got sniped. I'll take Miner. Miner's a good pitcher. Yeah, he's actually good. There's still, like, I don't hate, if you're trying to be different tonight, you could play an Odorizzi. Like, I don't hate that. I already mentioned I like Wainwright as, like, a swerve. I'm definitely not going to get half, but I'm hoping I get some form of those other guys because the next tier that I'm going to have to choose from Grant isn't going to be too hot. Yeah, whoever's my last pitcher is not going to be – my last two pitchers yeah. aren't going to be great. I'm not going to get any of the guys I want because they're just how the projections are. People are going to snap take these top two guys. Yeah, what was the weather edge on the Cubs game? I didn't look at it. Let me see here. You know, BD's gone. Someone's going to snipe me on Wainwright. Let's see. Uh, premium. Where's the weather edge? So it was plus 60% home run chance. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty good. I'd say those are pretty good numbers. Wainwright just went, so I'm down to like none of the guys that I actually want. I'm going to take, I think I'm going to take Tehran and hope for the best. Yeah, you really got to hope for the best there, buddy. <laughs> and I'm going to take, I mean, you're just, you're hoping for the best of any of these guys. Man, someone bring me coffee. Whoever's watching, come bring me coffee. I'll take Lyles. 
not happy about it. So a couple of the other weather edges, the Yankees, 23% increase in home runs. Cleveland's got a 15% increase in home runs. The Minnesota game's got a 17% increase in home runs. Um, so yeah, those are the, the Cubs game is definitely the highest I've ever seen at 60%. Yeah. And that was based off 63 games matching. And I can tell you that this is probably the upper end of those 63 games as well. So you could probably bump it up even more. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. If that game was on the main slate, how much ownership would these guys have had? A lot. Well, not, not actually that much. Um, so a couple people, why is McKay projected high tonight? Um, one, he's one of the better prospects in baseball. He's been good, and even with a 90 pitch count, which still might even be a little too high, um, that matchup against the, the White Sox just looks too good to pass up tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's the White Sox. We saw what a Sparkman can do. We saw what a Eunice can do. We saw what a name another Royals pitcher can do. Yeah. I mean, the problem is they're a little bit worse versus le- righties than lefties. But, gosh, this is trash. Who do I go with? I mean, you think yours trash. I'm going to have the last pick. I'm going Bassett. Go to Bassett down. I might just take some guy. I might just take Araldis Chapman, Chapman or something so I don't get the zero from Kyle Freeland. Yeah. Clark might, Clark might get me, like, two points. Yeah, you're not looking great. I'd probably take Arietta. I'd want Arietta, Leak, and then Clark. Might get Arietta. I, mean, I don't know how Leak has the same projection as like Strowman on here. That's definitely not accurate. No. Leak's had some good games this year. He's just he gives up so I think he leads the league in home runs. Yeah. I mean that's pretty impressive considering the division and ballpark he plays in. Let's see here. New York Jets. I don't know if he's auto-picking. Oh, no. He took Arietta. I guess I'm just taking Leak and hoping for the best. So there's some pitcher only. You get some pitcher takes from us. Uh, what do we got? 10 minutes left? 12 minutes? I mean, let's just start at hitters only, and then we'll end whenever we end. Yeah, I'll get. I'll make it a little shorter. You can do the $88 qualifier, Britt. I don't like playing the qual. I, I understand. I won't, I won't like, I, I, I'm just not a big qualifier person. That is not my thing. I'm not really either. I, I chased them a little bit this year and it has been huge negative ROI. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of my thing too. So, uh, all right, MLB hitter only. We're doing an eight man because I think we can fit that in. If you guys get into this, it's for five bucks. Try to pick quickly so that we can close out the show. F it. Auto-drafting. 30, I didn't get any of the top picks. You got third. I got fifth. I guess in an eight-man, we're all going to get guys that we want today. Um, but let, let's give some of our, our takes. What are you doing on the high end for pitching today in DFS? Berlander. Um, but if he's going to look like the mega chalk, then Ryu. He's not, he's not currently, but I think he's going to get there yeah i mean i'm honestly mixing it up between verlander ryu and Degrom. uh just 
probably going to have about 33% of each of those guys, maybe slightly more considering I'm going to do some double ace lineups, but uh, yeah, I'm playing one of Verlander, Ryu, DeGrom, Bieber, and Price in all of my lineups tonight. I just think the high end is too good to miss out on the 30 point scores. And I want to make sure I have that. So I will, I'm going to have, I, I like the cheap pitching usually for tournaments, but I'm going to be spending up tonight and have one of those, uh, what, one, two, three, four, five pitchers in all of my lineups tonight. Yeah, not a bad move. Trout one first. Let's see if I can find an offense I didn't talk about too much. So I don't know if this is going to come back to me. Oh, I wanted Yelich. I was going to go for the uh, the Milwaukee stack. I'm going to take Batsy's on some other kind of hot streak right now. Um, but what about the Brewers? We didn't really talk too much about them as a stack tonight. If I pull up Slate IQ, they are like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Basically, Grant, nobody's playing the Brewers tonight against a bad pitcher. That seems now that they're currently basically even leverage in Slate IQ. I'm telling you that's false. If you get the Brewers and nobody's on them, that seems like an extremely positive thing to do in tournaments. Yeah, they're good. Clark's not good. Uh, the problem is the ballpark a little bit, but not terrible. Is the roof open today? No, nah, it's it's like 120 in Arizona, so it's close. Uh, that's it? <laughs> oh, I found out one of my buddies lives right next door to A.J. Pollock the other day. He must have a nice house then. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, if you live next door to a professional baseball player as good as Pollock, you probably have a lot of money. Oh, I got a pick here. I forgot about this. Um, so I have bets. I'm going to take Bogarts. That, sound, that sounds like a pretty good combo. Yeah. I'm just out of drafting. Let's see who it takes. Boy, hooray. Just to speed up? Yeah, I'm speedy. I mean, you're taking one for the team, but you can make, you can make some picks. I think we got enough time. I mean, my auto draft is set up exactly how to draft. So this is true. Um, yeah. So the Brewers the, are probably, if they're going to be that low owned, uh, I like Brewers tonight. You're not getting any sort of real discount. I mean, Yelich is super expensive at five nine, but you can get Rondell and Mastakis. Kane's not as cheap as he used to, so I think it's the price keeping people away, and then the high end pitching. But I can play like David Price. A Brewer stack, get a couple one-offs, and I feel like that's looking pretty good. So I think in, in regular DFS tonight, um, at least on DraftKings, the Brewers, even though Slate IQ says there's nothing really special about them, uh, I'm, I'm going to override Slate IQ, Grant, and I'm going to tell you that they're going to be a positive leverage team. Yeah, yeah, no, that's understandable. I mean, Slate IQ isn't perfect. It gives you um, a little bit of insight of what the leverage spots are going to be, but... <laughs> Everything depends on the day. Things change. Oh, look at this. I got a pick. Good thing I got a note from uh, – I'm going to take Polanco real quick. Pan I panicked pick and took Jorge Polanco. Not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I've seen worse. I probably should have taken Kepler or Rendon, although I would have rather had the lefties, but I'm, I'm perfectly okay against some Twins. The Twins are another team. They're a little bit higher on on Slate IQ, but they just – they have so much power. They're back to being healthy at that top there that their lineup is just absolutely loaded. Yeah, and Polanco just crushes, uh, what is it, righties? Yeah. I think Polanco is one of my guys on the six-pack today. Should be. Yeah, 4-2 is too darn cheap. 
We talked about the Rays a little bit at the top. I like them against Lopez. Um, looks like their ownership's going to be pretty low looking at slate IQ. So that looks like another good spot to get a low owned offense. Let's see here. I got a pick. Did Cruz get taken yet? Cruz hasn't, um, but I'm going to take Kepler. So I'm going to get a mini Boston and then a Minnesota stack. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. You I've got, got a full Yankee stack. Well, yeah, it's what you got Edwin Voigt. I mean, you don't have the best names, but it still works out pretty good. I mean, I don't have the best names, but it's still a Yankee stack. Yeah, who cares? I mean, it's an eight man. You're not going to get Judge and Carnacion, Voigt and Sanchez all in the same lineup. You got an under the radar team that you're really focusing in on? The Rays. I mean, People aren't going to stack him in that ballpark, but Ronaldo Lopez is a guy that can get up some bombs. They can get bombs, and they're not expensive. It's it's just a great spot for them that they're going to come in at almost no ownership. They could easily put up 13 runs here. Yeah, the Rays are the like the eighth lowest cumulative ownership team right now on Slate IQ. I think they bump up a little bit, but they're certain they're not going to be the Reds or the Yankees or Boston or anything. Yeah. Let's see. Who am I going to get for my next pick? Who do you think? Who's going to auto-draft? Um, whoever's at the top. Acuna. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Got a nice team, Grant. And then I'll take – let's see. Did anybody take Cruz on me? Nobody took Cruz. I'll round it out with Nelson Cruz. Let's look at your team. Yeah, not bad. A little double stack there with some power. I oh, like totally. it. I like it over some of the other teams I'm seeing. Springer, Jordan, I like that one. J.D., Bellinger, Chapman, Gurriel. Yeah, I'll take my team for sure. Houston, another pretty sneaky stack. Yeah, they're going to be owned. What, what about, like, Miner's actually good, and Houston's drawing some ownership. They're, like, half of the the highest-owned teams today. You, you don't really – Miner's not going to bother you at all today. I mean, he bothers me, but Houston's one of the few teams where I'm like, yeah, I don't care. That doesn't matter. And their price too, because they're they got the good pitcher discount. So if you look at their prices, uh, like what's Bregman's like four three? Did I read? Yeah, Bregman's four three. Springer's five one. He's been like five six. Altuve's still four K. Brantley's four three. Alvarez is four seven. So you get that top four all at a discount, and they fit in really nice to to some of the teams. Yeah. Um. All right, so I think we're going to stop drafting for the show. Um, thanks to Draft for sponsoring it. Don't forget, guys, if you want to play uh, tonight, I think there's a couple spots left in the live qualifier. It's 88 bucks. Um, it's two rounds. It's tonight and a six-man, and if you win tonight, then you go and you play another six-man with all the winners on the next time. So, so you can lose to me tomorrow, and the strategy is draft Yankees if you're it, that Yankees. Yeah, so you could uh, play along in that if you want a, a reasonably good shot of trying to go to a live final. Um, for NFL Best Ball, don't forget we have our Best Ball package. Uh, it's $39.99. There's all sorts of rankings. There's all sorts of articles and, and comments as news breaks and things like that. It will be constantly updated. But the kicker is we give you a $25 ticket into the Best Ball Championship that is currently, let me do some quick math, less than a fifth filled. Yes, I think less than a fifth filled currently. So there may even be some value in this. Don't worry too much about the Tyreek Hill news. 
I think there's a, a lot to be said of now your lineups won't look like anything like some of the Tyreek Hill lineups should the Tyreek Hill lineups make it. Um, so you're able to get the draft kit and the $25 entry um, and you'll be up to speed on all of that stuff as well as all the regular best ball. Um, and if you want to play the mini, the mini's going to fill, I don't know, probably within about like two weeks or something like that. And maybe they make another, maybe they don't. I don't have any inside information, but if the 25 is a little bit too rich for you, you can jump in uh, to the $5 on that. Um, don't forget the sharp side promo we have going on here. Uh, you can download that from your app store. We're giving away 1500 bucks on FanDuel. Swipe some teams, lock some bets. Uh, if you were smart, you probably would have locked in the over uh, from this Cubs game earlier. Uh, I think I locked I locked in the Yankees over for tonight. So that sounds pretty good. I think both teams are going to score a bunch of runs in that game. And I think I got it at 11 instead of 11.5 currently. Uh, so make sure to go do that. And if you're playing, uh, someone's got a really big lead, uh, but there's still just enough time to kind of catch them if you want to jump into that. Uh, two more shows coming up. We got crunch time. Grant. Get us out of here with some final thoughts. Play Molly, win money. Sounds good. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. For Grant, I'm Britt, and we out you. See you, kids. Fancy bar is open. That's right. It's another edition of the Daily Fantasy Six Pack here on Roto. I'm Turk Ferguson. I'm taking over for Beer Makers fan today. He is currently out, but don't worry. I've got plenty of good picks for you today. I've got six different players for you a cheap pitcher, four cheap value options, and my beast of the night over on DK using DK prices. All of them should hit a bomb here, so stay tuned. All right, let's get to my first hitter. First base, Joey Votto, 3,400. All right, so we've got Votto going up against Wainwright. Wainwright is a guy with some huge splits this year. 383 Woba, 223 ISO versus lefties, and they're playing over in the Great America Small Park. Votto has not been the same pitcher this year, but 38.5% hard hit rate, 42.3 fly ball rate versus right-handed pitching with Wainwright having those huge splits in this way too cheap price tag. Joey Votto may be chocolates for a good reason. He's been hotter recently. Easily could hit a bomb here, so take the price savings at first base. Next up, we got my second player, Vlad Guerrero Jr., third base, 3,700. All right, so Vlad's going up against Zimmerman. We all saw what he did during the home run derby. Vlad was absolutely crushing it, and Zimmerman, all he really does is throw batting practice here. Only a 15% K rate this year, only a small walk rate. He's basically just throwing strikes, getting fly balls, giving up hard contact, 35% hard contact rate this year, 40.2% fly ball rate versus varieties. We got Vlad with a near 40% hard hit rate versus right-handed pitching here. There's a decent chance that he's going to hit a bomb here. Zimmerman does not strike out a whole lot of guys, so the ball's going to be put in play. There's a perfect spot for Vlad here. Just take him. Hope for the best. I know it hasn't worked out great this season, but this is a perfect get right spot for him. Next, we have my third player, Jorge Polanco, 4,200 shortstop. 
All right, so Blanco going up against Bass. Bass is actually a decent pitcher so far this year, but 43.8% fly ball rate, 35.5% hard hit rate versus lefties, and Blanco has been great versus righties this season. 234 ISO, 396 WOBA, 40% hard hit rate, 47% fly ball rate versus righties. He is crushing righties this season. They're playing over in Minnesota, which is a bump compared to playing over in Oakland. So, guys, just throw him in. He's going to crush. He's way too cheap at 4,200 at a tough shortstop position. Should hit a bomb here. Could hit two. He's going to crush. Them. All right, next up, we have my fourth player here, outfielder Chris Davis, 3,400. Now, looking at his stats this year, there's not really a whole lot to justify. But he did get a double yesterday. He did get some hard contact. He is a good hitter. Just way too cheap for 3,400. I know that he's dealing with a hand injury and that's probably hampering him a bit. But look at last year, 315 ISO, 380 WOBA versus right-handed pitching, and he plays in a terrible ballpark. Going up against Odorizzi today with a 48.1% fly ball rate, 41.4% hard hit rate versus righties. He's due for some huge negative regression looking at his ISO and WOBA numbers versus right-handed hitters this year. So he is not as good as people think, and he can give up a whole lot of bombs here. Chris Davis is one of the most likely candidates if he is all right, which it looks like from the yesterday's game that he is. So just throw him in your lineup. I know it may sicken you, but he could hit a bomb today. All right, next up, we got a cheap pitching option for you. Tyler Mollett, 6K. All right, so Molly's going up against a high strikeout St. Louis lineup. They have a whole bunch of guys that can strike out at huge clips. They got O'Neill striking out a near 40% clip. Goldschmidt striking out a 24% clip. Just a lot of guys that can really help Molly's upside here. It may be a little bit chalkier, but there's good reason for it. There is no lefty power in that St. Louis lineup, and that is where Molly really struggles here. But against righties, which there could be five, could be six of them in the lineup here, 29.2% K rate, 284 WOBA. Those are some great numbers, way better than it should be for a 6K pitcher. I get they're over in Cincinnati, and that's a good hitter's ballpark. But again, most of his power struggles are to the left side of the plate, and they really don't have too much of that. So throw Molly in as your SP2. All right, guys, last up, we got my beast of the night. But before I get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe over on the YouTube channel. Helps us out, lets you know when these videos are coming out, and let me know who your beast of the night is. Could be the same as mine, could be different. But now, let's get to my beast of the night. Aaron Judge, 5300 outfield. All right, so Aaron Judge is absolutely crushing lefties since the beginning of last year. 291 ISO, 443 WOBA, and he's going up against one of the worst lefties in the league in Freeland. He has not been good this season. Massive regression has come his way after last season. He has around a 7 ERA, looking at his numbers versus righties. 392 WOBA, 290 ISO. Those are massive numbers. Does not strike out righties at a big clip. Only 15% this year. Giving up hard contact. Not getting the same ground balls he got last year. Regressed more than quite possibly anyone else in the league since last year. And this is over in Yankee Stadium. It's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. It's going to be good hitting conditions. I'm guessing a double dong for Judge here tonight at moderate ownership only because he's 5,300. All right, guys. Thanks for staying tuned. Thanks for watching. Beer Makers fan will be back again last week. I'm just doing a little spot start for him. So good luck on all your contests tonight. I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What's going on out there, everybody? And welcome to the Yahoo Show. It's the uh, afternoon grind down for Yahoo tournament shows. And we're going to build a, a little Yahoo lineup here. We're going to have some success today. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. We've been doing very well on this show when it's me and Kirk Deason. He's joining me today. So we're going to build that lineup for you later. We're going to break down this thing game by game eventually here. Almost in a minute. But first, I got to bring in my cohort here. Kirk Deese out there crushing the golf this week. Ain't you, Kirk? You're crushing the golf. Uh, it's just too easy over on Yahoo. Oh, oh yeah. How many, how many, how many? Uh, I mean, all, all, all these fish played Matsui, and I'm sitting here with Fleetwood, you know? Oh, how easy was that for you, man? Too, easy. You, too easy. That's how you do it right there, man. I personally, over on Yahoo, I'm probably going to go uh, 0 for 9 or 0 for 7, whatever I put in, but that's okay because uh, – I got a feeling a lot of people fell through the cracks this week, but uh, I mean, we got a pretty good slate on tap for baseball tonight. What, I mean, what's your initial thoughts on uh, on this baseball? Ah, man, it's crazy to be honest with you. There's uh, too much pitching, so it's I'm I'm I was trying to make up my mind where I'm going to be, you know, already, but I, I can't make up my mind as of this point. So hopefully, this show we'll figure it out together. All right, we're going to figure it out. So uh, we'll do that in a minute. We could get in, like I said, game by game in a minute. Then at the very end, we'll build a little lineup for you, no problem. But first, it's, the, it's that time of the day, man. We got to pay the bills, so I got to knock out some things real quick. First of all, guys, the big thing, like and subscribe. Hit the like and subscribe button on the YouTube channels. Whatever format you're watching, look for the little thumbs up thing and a like button. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. We need all that stuff. Secondly, this is a Yahoo show, so I'd be remiss not to point out Yahoo has best ball. It is live now. Best ball in the lobby. Join the league today. It's a uh, pure golden money over best balls. Or if you're going to play seasonal stuff, that's the way to go. Speaking of seasonal and best ball, if you're into that kind of thing, the Roto Grinders draft kit is now available. All right. It's for best ball and it is for seasonal. It is the draft kit put together by those smart guys over there. Uh, you know, if, if you're like me and you like to do a couple of uh, home leagues for big money just because over the years you just can't shake it, you just got to be in there with your friends, but you don't have the time to prep for it and you don't have the time to do all the research yourself, get this best ball and, and seasonal draft kit from, from RG. It'll, it'll, it'll just knock it out for you. It's $39.99, but the big kicker is if you buy it, you get a $25 ticket to the draft best ball. So I'm not a mathematician, but... It's like $14.99 after you take away the best ball ticket that you get for draft. You're only paying 15 bucks for this seasonal stuff. So that's good stuff right there. I, I like that. And uh, RG, RG, we're having our promo here. Our, our, we're like the, those guys on the infomercials. Our, our prices are slashed in half, man. We're after the all-star break, slash it in half. Uh, we got uh, MLB $84.99, PGA $89.99, but – Combo things up for $99.99. That's the value. That's the way to go. Combo package over here. Post All-Star break, you want to get in on some of that good content, but you couldn't afford it at the start of the season. Well, now you can because the prices are slashed. The Sharp Side app has their streak. Man, I have my phone right here. Let me check my streak. I need to check my streak, Kurt. I don't know if I'm uh, I'm still alive on my streak, but the Sharp Side app has their streak promo. Longest streak. Uh, at the end of the month, is going to get the $1,500 FanDuel credit. That's a pretty massive amount of credit uh, for, a, for a streak. So uh, I'm seeing that 
you know, let me check out the leaderboards for you guys real quick on the street. Oh, uh, Brent, Brent Devine, number one. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, that's fake news right there. He's the number one. He's the number one $2 best ball drafter on draft. That's what he is. That's what he, he's got. And, and, and may possibly a favorite in the Scott Fishbowl? Oh, maybe, man. That's the way those guys roll. But, no, that, that streak is still at 11, so there's still time to catch up to this guy. If you streak it out, guys, you catch up. I'm going to put in my bet today. Kurt, do you have a best bet in baseball today? No. No, you're not. I know you're a gambling type. You just haven't looked at it. You have a total. It's, that not, it's not legal here yet in Massachusetts. Well, it's just, this is just for fun. Fun and giggles here on the sharp side. Do you have a total that looks good to you today? One that leaves say, oh, man, that's a high total, but that's going over. I have no idea, Chop. Don't put me on the spot like this. Not just, on the spot. Just look at the weather. Just you want just look at the weather edge. It's What's hit. the weather edge? Oh my God! What am I doing? Roth is he's giving us free winners on the weather edge. I've seen the proof of it. Uh, yeah, he, every day on Twitter. On Twitter. All right. Well, let me get one in for you here. Then, you know what I like today? Oh, you know what I like? And this is I don't even know why. I'm, this is uh, the total on the Colorado New York game. I'm going to go over that total. You know why? Because the Yankees have this high powered offense. We know what they're going to do against Freeland. That's easy money. But I can't I can't get a street credit taking a minus 250 favorite. Got to be a certain point. So I'm going to take the over because I got a feeling the Rockies, as bad as their offense is, can put up some runs on J.A. Happ, especially with Story Hot and Arenado in there. So I'm going to take the over, the 11 and a half, and I'm going to lock it in as my street bet. Hopefully I catch this guy at 11, but that's the gist of it, guys. You lock in a bet on SharpSide app, you get, and if you got the longest streak at the end of the month, $1,500 going into your FanDuel account. It's easy as that, so get on on there. Uh, what else we got? We got the badge promo. We always got the, not to be confused with Dean and his badge promo, we're talking about the RG badge promo, B-A-D-G-E, badge promo. All right, guys, you download the badge from Roto Grinders, right, to your FanDuel or DraftKings account. If you finish in the top 10 of a particular tournament, any of the tournaments, if they fit the criteria, you send a screenshot over, you're going to get a free month of uh, RG, RG stuff, whatever it is, whatever you want there. I don't know what you want uh, and all that. But even if you don't, you just switch it over and you can randomly be, be chosen as a shout out for the show. So today it's time for the, sh the shout outs. Are we ready for the shout outs? We got two of them today. Don't know if these guys are here. But we're going to do it anyway. Buster Bratz gets a shout-out because he's an RG promo badge guy. And DW12290, he gets a shout-out. So that's a lot of promos, man, but we got through it. So I know the people are happy because they probably didn't know some of that info, but now they know, and now we can get to the game. Yeah, so, I know I know Buster. Um, he's a huge Buster Posey fan, to be honest with you. Oh, I don't, I don't know if he's fans with Big T then because uh, those guys, I don't know if they can be friends. If one guy's a, a Buster Posey fan, that's usually not Big T's forte right there. But uh, we're here, man. We got through it. Now we can get on into a, what? What? How many games is this, 13 or 14 tonight? I know we had an early game this afternoon that scratches went off the board. but 14. 14 games tonight. Like my man said, lots of big pitching, but I also looked and saw lots of big hitting, too. There's a lot of spots here for hitting, so it's going to be a very interesting breakdown on the way lineups get formed tonight. So we're going to build you one at the end of this day for Yahoo. I actually felt a little spunky today. I usually just run a lineup out there on Yahoo, but I'm going to max enter it today because, you know, Woo! 10 lineups. I mean, the good thing about that is I don't have to work, I don't have to mess with a lineup builder because it's only 10 lineups. It's not like max entering over there on – one of the bigger sites where you got to deal with 150 lineups. All you got to do 10 lineups. So I'm good with that. 
It's Friday night. Gotta get frisky, man. I'm gonna have some pizza and watch a movie tonight, so might as well put in some lineups and sweat them out, right? Am I right or am I wrong? Sweat it out. Sweat it out, my man. Sweat it out. Let's break down these games, game by game. Let's start off with Philadelphia at Pittsburgh. This is, this is interesting. It's an 11 total, which is a high number, but it's in Pittsburgh, which is a pitcher's park predominantly. So this is a this is gonna this. I think this is indicative of what the slate looks like. There's just a lot of high numbers, but some good pitching scattered around there. So. Philly, Pittsburgh, Ariata one in, Lyles on the other, almost even, about 108. I think uh, it is even, 108 both ways on the RG lineup page right now. Ariata or Lyles, do you have any interest in these guys? Zero. Zero interest. That's good because uh, that total tells me it's a, it's a scary thing. You don't like these two guys anyway. So that means if you don't have any interest in the pitching and it was that definitive, you got to have some love for the hitting then at some point. So maybe you, maybe even not a stack, but one off and people secure there. What about the Philly side? They've been playing a lot better on offense lately. You like anything from Philly against Lyles? Um, I do, mildly. Um, I don't love the pricing. However, um, I do have some interest. Uh, Jordan Lyles is not very good. He flashes with some he's tried to go for more strikeouts this season he's flashed a couple of good games early in the season but he's like every Pittsburgh pitcher he's a bum um and uh so these these uh Philly bats are heating up a little bit Bryce Harper is actually starting to hit and has made a change in his swing a noticeable change in his swing and has seen some results positive results lately so Thank God for GPPs, he's in play because, you know, potential upside. It's not the best park by any means, but let's uh, let's check weather and dew point here, you know. Big on the dew points. So, um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be hot and humid. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't mind that. And uh, JT Real Muto is a, uh, a decent play at catcher. Um, but, you know, you're going to have – that's a pivot for GPPs because you're going to have to come off of uh, some substantial chalk. And uh, you don't get the platoon advantage, and it's a tough ballpark. But those are the two guys that I just have mild interest in. But other than that, not really. I mean, maybe a little interest on Pittsburgh as well, too. Give it to me. Because Arietta is terrible as well. Um, and you always look for guys that could potentially run, uh, run on them a little bit. So Adam Frazier is a guy that could have a decent game here in this spot. Um, I mean, you can always play Bell. What's his price here? When I say what's his price, that means I've already, already decided not to play him. But uh, nineteen bucks is not that. Yeah, that's that's cheap, man. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good play. Josh Bell, right there. Marte has. A, I mean, this is a this is a decent stack here that could could pay off with some stolen base upside with Marte and Power, and as well as Bell and Frazier. Brian Reynolds has been hitting well this year. So that, that top the order is a pretty good stack. Or that'll be low owned. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, this, this will be low owned. People take a look at the Pittsburgh in general and think, oh, that's a big ass park. I don't want to mess with that stack. But that 11 is screaming, man. That 11 is, I, I don't I don't remember the last time I saw a big 11 in Pittsburgh like that. So uh, that's screaming to you, man. It could happen. It could happen. You get those stacks and you just never know what, you know, you just never know what the team is that could explode for the 12 plus runs, you know, and get you the GPP win. So I agree with you. I think it's an interesting little, 
uh, piece on Pittsburgh there. But uh, let's move on down the road. We got the here, – here comes a good game for us, hitting-wise, I think. Colorado at New York, 11-and-a-half for a total. Hap, minus 245 against Freeland. Uh, boy, it's tough to play Freeland in this spot. But what about J.A. Hap? I mean, he's a, he's a mediocre pitcher. He's not bad. Colorado really sucks on the road, but – this is not a typical road park. This is still pretty hitter-friendly. What do you think about J.A. Happ? I'm intrigued. So it's hot. It's humid in New York, so that's a negative. But the Rockies' outsider cores are absolutely pathetic, right? So just from a matchup standpoint, they have a 30% K rate against left-handed pitching on the road. They made Drew Pomerantz look like like uh, – I don't know who to even say he looks like this year. Cy Young. Yeah, he looks like Cy Young. Danny Kofix, another left-hander. How about they that? Got, they got a 66 WRC plus on the road against left-handed pitching. That's just disgusting. What a much needed sample size on that they, they can't even hit at cores, you know? And, uh, <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, a good, it's a good hitting ballpark for sure. So that, you know, and they get a little bit of a boost there, but they get that core, the outside of cores hangover effect. And uh, J.A. Happ has underperformed this season, but flash strikeout side, upside, strikeout stuff upside last season does still have a 10.3% swinging strike rate, you know, definitely below average K rates, but this is all about matchup here. Um, he's, he's intriguing because of the price. All right. Well, uh, yeah. All right. I can I can see that. I do. I do still have a you know quite a favoritism towards Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado in the heart of that order. Those two guys crushed lefties. Story's actually finally found his groove back again. He's uh, I think I read today five home runs over the last two weeks. He's he's hot. He's up. He's up. He's up near the 450 ISO mark in the last two weeks. So he's starting to sense it a little bit here, and he gets a left-hander. So. Uh, I do like those two guys, but is there anybody else on Colorado that you might you may be interested in if, if you're not playing half? Negative. Um, okay, good. It's I mean the the price is tempting on uh, Arenado. Sixteen bucks on Yahoo is pretty dang good. Yeah, so I mean you could you could play him at third base and feel good about it. You know it's, it's Arenado against the lefty. It's uh, Trevor Story is a little overpriced tonight for all this pitching to pay for. So um, it would I mean if you if you want it if you expect this game to blow up like uh, Kevin Roth's Weather Edge says it will, then uh, you could stack this stack this team. But uh, I won't be. Kyle Freeland is not particularly good. Uh, and this is a pretty darn good lineup right here. Are we uh, looking at the Yankees as potential stacks or one-offs? Yeah, definitely. I mean, monster upside, right? Like, absolutely could blush for sure if somehow Kyle Freeland doesn't – if shows up and resurrects uh, his last year performance. But uh, this guy has been bad this season. Um, didn't look so great in his last start either. Um, granted, that wasn't cores. You know, after they called him back up, he really struggled in the minors when he was sent back down. Um, there's just massive upside and starts with the best hitter in baseball, DJ LeMahieu, um, who gets the revenge narrative and the platoon. And he's so high priced that nobody's going to play him. Um, Aaron judge, obviously, I mean, this, it's doesn't take a genius to know that there's home monster home run upside 
completely up and down this lineup, right? Correct. And we've got the weather edge telling us to go ham on this game, right? Kyle Freeland is bad. So the monster team total here. So there's a lot to like. Yeah, Yankees are good. Yeah, I, I'm, if I can get a Yankee in, I'm playing them. Um, Gary Sanchez is pretty much a lock at catcher tonight for 16 bucks. He's kind of the best value out of all these guys. Um, for GPPs, you can make a case for fading them, but um, I'll probably just end up having them. So a question for you then, with all this great pitching that we'll get into later, would you rather have great pitching tonight or would you rather have – because you're not going to get both with the prices on Yahoo on this Yankees lineup. Would you rather have the best Yankee stack you can get or would you rather have great pitching? Um, for cash in my shorter man fields, I'm always going to side with pitching first on Yahoo. It's just the way that the scoring system is. So I'm going to look to the high ends. However, um, for the large field GPP stuff, um, I will definitely – I already made a Yankee stack, and there are some good, you know – value pitchers tonight that could have some big games and so that could definitely be a route that you could take to uh to take down some of these uh monster gps with the uh, not monster as big as the ones they have on yahoo but um it's gonna it's still gonna be pretty chalky i mean it's no it's that's like every probably gonna be everybody's first instinct to do so some guys you could do yankee stack but you're gonna have to use guys from the value end so from pitching it would be like brendan mckay looks like a great play at 36 bucks you know he's pitched really well he's a top prospect he's called back up and he's facing the White Sox so there's good strikeout upside and he hasn't realized his strikeout upside potential yet so this could be the game where he just goes off plus you avoid all the weather um, by pitching in Tampa in that good ballpark so he's cheap there's guys like Tyler Beattie he's cheap who's got a worked in a slider that's been pretty effective so he's just an improving young talented arm that has some potential upside against this uh Mets offense that played 16 innings last night and uh is in that great ballpark then there's also guys like Tyler Malley um for 36 bucks I believe who has some upside here against a predominantly right-handed lineup of the Cardinals so like there's definitely ways to make this stack work all right, let's move on down to the next uh, game on the board here. Another big offense with big price tags. Boston Red Sox getting a big team total tonight against John Means and the Baltimore Orioles in Baltimore. David Price. Oh, I assume you don't, you're not a fan of John Means tonight, right? No, this guy is completely overrated. Um, has cool. pitched effective. I mean, he's about as overrated as Andy Means. You know? Whoa, whoa, man. Some I mean, the guy hit the guy hit one one three point shot in in college basketball. Granted, he is one for one the all time percentage leader in, in college basketball three point percentage, but sample. I mean, okay, I'm gonna let you have it. I don't. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna jump in the middle of that rivalry between you two guys. But there's, there's no rivalry. <laughs> So um, what about David Price on the other end, though? Like Price is a Price is a is a guy you can definitely play. However, he's it's just about matchup with the Orioles. All right. So this time of the season, there's a couple of things. So a lot of these pitcher prices are going to be too. This is the time of year where I try to scale back on the higher end pitching because their prices are inflated based on what they've done so far this season, and they haven't hit this weather storm where the heating weather all comes into play and it becomes all about bats. Also, you. I, you, 
I tend to look at these like awful teams such as like the Orioles, the White Sox, the Royals, teams that are just done, right? That just have nothing to really play for. These 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 guys throw in the towel. Maybe not yet, but like these are teams I want to attack. So David Price is interesting because of the the you know he he's got to, the Red Sox got to really get things turned around here. He's been pretty consistent as a pitcher this season and uh it's a matchup against the Orioles so there's definitely strikeouts to be had and he's you know had some good strikeout stuff so I like him and I like him for GPPs but I like other plays in his price range that are even potentially cheaper more than him so he's probably going to be completely under owned tonight so I think for GPPs is a good play but um, I prefer guys like Shane Bieber Fair enough. Question in the YouTube chat for you. We haven't got to the Cincy game yet, but do you, uh, would you rather have Hap or, or Maley? Um, oh man, it's close. I like them both. I, I really, they're, they're just both similar plays. I would probably go towards, oh man, I would probably lean towards Hap just because how pathetic this Rockies lineup plays outside of cores. All right, real but, quick. But I, but I like the pitcher, Mally, better. All right, that's fair enough. It's a toss-up then, basically. All right, Boston has this big team total and a real good matchup against lefty. That means that we can fire up guys like J.D. Martinez, career, absolutely thrashes left-handers. Alexander Bogarts is on fire. He's the highest hitter in the lineup. Devers is too, but that's a lefty-on-lefty matchup. Maybe you're getting lower owned. I mean, uh, talk to me about some of these guys in the Boston lineup real quick. First of all, Devers can completely hit left-handed pitching. So um, That's why we're going to get him lower on, though, because people yeah. don't know that. that but yeah. you're here to tell us he can. Yeah. He can do it. And he's just on fire. I mean, there's nobody hotter um, except maybe Christian Vasquez. Um, so, yeah, this, this team's all in play. Uh, J.D. Martinez stands out as, like, one of the best plays from the outfield tonight just because he's too cheap. Um, we know his history. Um, you know, it's hot. It's good weather, good ballpark, and uh, gets that platoon there. So he's – if I can fit him, he's about as close to a lock. You know, I may – it depends on who I end up using for pitcher, but, like, he's the one guy I want to reach to try to get in the outfield because he's just cheap enough that he's reachable. Um, you know, but from a stack, if we take some of these lower-end pitchers, um, they're all in play. Christian Vasquez is hotter than anybody, um, and – you know, he's going to be – he's not going to be played tonight except as part of stacks. So, if you want to, like, make lineups that fade Gary Sanchez and just pay two bucks more for Christian Vasquez, that could certainly definitely work in your favor. Cool, cool. Let's move on down the road here. we got a lot of games to cover, and we still need to save time to build a lineup at the end. So, next game on the board is Kansas City at Cleveland. We get Bieber. You mentioned him already, but Bieber takes the mound tonight against Mike Montgomery. It's a 10 for a total, but mainly that's because Cleveland is minus 310 here, a massive favorite. So we're uh, expecting most of those runs to come from the Cleveland side. Uh, Mike Montgomery, I would imagine, is not not too high up on your radar. I don't know. Maybe you can correct me. But Shane Bieber at 49 bucks on Yahoo. He's right there, man. He's right there, right? Uh, he's He's, he's – He's legit as can be. Um, he's he, he's got the highest K percentage on the slate, coming in at thirty one point six percent, higher than Verlander's. All right, um, this guy has low walks. He's lower walks than Verlander's. 
Um, definitely has a lower home run, although he is can give up the you know occasional homer. Definitely has a lower home run than Ver, home run per nine than Verlander, who may win the Cy Young and give up the most home runs this year, which is which is quite amazing. But you know everyone always points to Bieber giving up hard contact, but this is a matchup that he can absolutely dominate. Um, this is a you know one of those teams that I'm going to be looking to pick on this second half of the season, and without Mondesi in the lineup they're just a weaker overall team um there are strikeouts to be had here um you know especially if you look down at the bottom end of that lineup but um i i really like the price tag here bieber may be my sp2 tonight um i'm not sure which way i'm going to play it but uh if i can get him in he's going to be a priority you know the funny thing about giving up hard contact is it's a tad bit overrated if they don't make much contact in the first place, right? I mean, and it's just like you said, this Kansas City team is not particularly it's not particularly it's not particularly great on offense, and they're just getting worse and worse and worse as the season goes on. So I agree, man. It, it, you got to take notice when you you see a guy like Cardi's projections, who's a nice guy, a nice guideline, and he's got Bieber outscoring a guy like Degrom tonight. And you look at the matchup for Degrom against uh, who's he? He's playing somebody, some scrub. It's San Francisco, ain't it? I think something, some, some fantastic matchup. And you just, yeah, I had to do a double take, and but it makes sense though. Bieber's that good, so yeah, I'm on that board with you. So uh, we're not going to mess with any KC bats because I just think that'd be foolish on a 14 game slate. But Cleveland getting a pretty big, a massive team to over six and a half for a team total here against the left hander. Who can we look at in this lineup? Um, I mean, it's Lindor for sure. So, I mean, this is Montgomery who just came over in a trade or got, got dumped and, uh, is not going to be, he's not stretched out. He's not going to be going that long. Um, this should be a bullpen, pretty much a bullpen game. So the, having that switch hitting ability is extremely valuable for some of these guys on, uh, Cleveland. Here, so I mean, Lindor is so cheap that he just looks like an autoplay at short tonight. Hey, can I tell you what I did the other day, man? I did five lineups on Yahoo, and I just I, I made the dummy lineup, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, so I could go back and edit it later. Got caught up, so I couldn't edit it till a little bit after it, the lineups started, and I realized one of the dummy guys I had in there was uh, like a nineteen dollar Roberto Perez at catcher, and it had locked in already, so. I was stuck with that scrubbish salary. That was, that's, just, that's just a rookie mistake, ain't it? <laughs> like, like, if you're going to put a dummy lineup in, make it all late games so that you don't get caught up in that if you can't fill it out in time. But that, that's my fault, man. I, I did that to myself. I, he's, I been, he's, up been, he's been raking this year. Yeah, though. but I'm not paying. I mean, yeah, I hear five you. bucks more than Sanchez, and I really wanted Sanchez in there that night, and I screwed myself out of him. I locked up that position. Not only did I lock up that position, I locked it up at that much money. So it's a terrible mistake. You, you you got to go all late games if you're doing a dummy lineup and, and you can't fill it out till later, but my mistake. All right, that's good for that game. Let's move on down the road. This is a, this is a fun game right here, too. Toronto at Detroit with a 10 total. Minus 166 favorite is Marcus Stroman against Jordan Zimmerman. Zimmerman is on the same what trajectory as a uh, Jake Arrieta. Just, you at one point was a pretty good pitcher. Not so much anymore. So do you have any interest in Stroman at least? Um, I, I would on another slate if there weren't, yeah. you know, 
arms. You just you just worry. You just want more strikeout upside. It's a good strikeout matchup. Unfortunately, he's just not the guy that's probably going to take advantage of it. I think he's a fine play. I just I just can't see myself clicking on that name over some of these other plays that offer more upside. It's all about strikeouts. Correct. All about the strike. That's what we want is a strikeout. So. Uh, with not much interest in either one of these pitchers, uh, do you have any interest in any of these hitters? Um, yeah, why not, right? Let's why see. not, man? Let's like see. you said, you know, we're not really on Yahoo. We don't have to stack. We just want to one off some home runs. Give us a chance at home runs. We don't have to stack. So, the problem we... is, is pricing. I would want to go to some of these Blue Jays, but you know, Yahoo is drunk tonight, um, and they have them all extremely priced up. I mean, you could. Are you going to pay 22 bucks for Eric Sogard? Probably not. I, I don't. That's a resurgence. For, props to him for resurging that career like that. But yeah, I don't think I can. Guriel gets a max price. Mm, that's you rough know? stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, I would. I guess uh, you could make a case for being a completely contrarian stack here. Um, but I just can't see it. I just can't see it happening. The one play on the, the Blue Jays would be Vlad uh, Guerrero. Um, you know, but I just like other spots. I would much rather play Nolan over him anyway, any day. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good matchup against Zimmerman. He's not particularly good, but like you said, prices are going to dictate what we got to do with hitters tonight. Cause there's some good pitching still left. Any love for Detroit against Stroman? I would assume that that's, it's not, it's just not good enough, a good enough matchup on the slate. I, I wouldn't imagine. It's just not good enough home run upside, especially in that park. Fair enough. Let's move on down where we do have a little bit of home run upside. I think in his next game, St. Louis at Cincinnati, good ballpark. Looking like some good weather out there. Adam Wainwright against Tyler Molly. I'm going to say Molly. It sounds good. Uh, Molly, you already mentioned him. Pretty good little lower-ended uh, price tag pitcher. I'm not sold on Adam Wainwright. I think you very much can pick on Adam Wainwright. So I do like some Cincinnati bats here. But the pitching right offhand, talk to me about Molly. And, and do you have any interest in Wainwright? Um, on another slate, I might, you know, he's actually pitched very well, um, lately and, uh, his curveball is up there for, uh, horizontal movement and, um, has been very effective and he's had, you know, a kind of a strikeout resurgence lately. So Wainwright would be completely sneaky. Um, what's his price here? 34 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I could. GPP stuff, I could see that working out, but it's not something that gets me really excited. Um, Mally gets me excited a little bit. Um, you know, this is a kid that I, I think has really good stuff um, that I've always liked. And, um, you know, the negative is the, the ballpark and weather, but this is a matchup for him. You know, he's this is a guy who is downright nasty against right-handed, you know, batters with a close to a 30% K percentage. Um, gives up very little power, um, very little value hit percentage, and um, there's not really any lefty bats that I'm scared of, right? So you got Edmund who hit a grand slam last night, whatever. He's actually a good play on the other side just because he's min-priced and leading off um, and helps, uh, you know, get you the pitching that you need tonight. So I get that play, but, um, I mean, he gets the he gets the – the good matchup against Gold Goldie, who strikes out a lot. O'Neill, who strikes out a lot. Um, the lefty bats to worry about are Fowler and uh, Wong. Right, I'm not really worried about those at all. So, I really like him in this spot. And so, I think McKay is going to be a lot chalkier. But I think uh, Mally 
may end up uh, is definitely beats him high percentage of the time here. And there's more risk. There's more risk with a young unknown arm. Although you do get the good ballpark and the you know outs. You know there's not going to be that weather to fool around with in the dome. What about the Cincinnati bats here against Wainwright? Is anybody you can pick out for me that might have some success tonight? I mean, always Suarez. Guys, oh, definitely, guy's, good, guy's been cranking right now. Um, Winker is fine for 13 bucks leading off. Um, Scooter is going to be absolute mega chalk just because of the way the shape, the the slate breaks out at eight bucks. Even though, you know, you're expect you're expecting him to get pinch hit for it sometime, and you're expecting, you know, not expecting much of a score, but he does, you know, bring home run upside to the table. So if he starts to starts getting back on track here, but so scooter will be a lock in cash games. Um, Suarez would be the other bat I'm looking at, but, and then Winker, you could mix in. Yeah. Chad wants to know if I'm going to have any shares of Bato tonight. And I think uh, at 15 bucks, you could put him in a cash game if you want to, because he's guaranteed to draw a couple walks here and you're going to get some walks and not much. I don't know. Joy Bato doesn't have a whole lot of upside these days, but. He certainly can uh, get in there and make that pitcher work. So if that counts for fantasy points, then maybe we can maybe we can play him tonight. Next game on the board. Walks as good as a hit on Yahoo. You're right. Walks. I'm not sneezing at it. If you if you want a, an above zero for a floor, Vato's your guy, man. Uh, Chicago at Tampa, and this is a good one right here. Eight and a half total. Lopez against McKay. Uh, McKay's a big favorite here. Man, I like McKay. There's so much pitching on here that I don't know how much I'm going to have, but Love this pitcher. Love this uh, price tag on Yahoo. It's going to be tough not to play him, but it's going to be also be tough to fade some of the guys uh, that are that we haven't talked about yet at pitching. So talk to me about McKay. And even I've, I've heard Lopez's name floated around today as a possible sleeper out there tonight. So talk to me about these two guys. Yeah, I mean, McKay is is the top prospect who is the has a bright future uh, for Tampa. Um, has come in with a reputation to have some good high strikeout stuff. Hasn't quite flashed that yet. He's got it sitting on a 22.5% K percentage. Um, does have a 3.94 Sierra as opposed to his 1.69 ERA. Maybe he's getting a little bit lucky um, there in the batted ball stuff, but it's a great park with a good defense behind him. And, um, this is a great strikeout matchup and this is a guy with pedigree that has strikeout stuff. So this is a high upside spot here. Now there's risk there, right? He may end up being the chalk uh, SP two tonight um, because of projections and uh, a lot of the different uh, projection sites are spitting him out in optimals. And whenever they do that, everyone, they become chalky, but you know, there's still risk with these younger kids, right? Especially, you know, so, I feel much safer getting up if I can make it work, getting up to someone like Shane Bieber, you know, as opposed to McKay, but I'm fine with playing McKay and I'll definitely be making some GPP lineups. If I can get around to making 10 different lineups in the, the bigger tournament that they have, then uh, McKay will be in a bunch of them to get fit in the bats. Yeah. McKay's uh, I think he's, he's just super interesting. Just, he comes with the pedigree, number four overall pick. Hadn't disappointed any level. And then he's had three starts this year. Three runs against the Yankees in five innings. I can't fault him for that. That's the Yankees. That's a, probably the best offense in baseball. 
And the other two starts, he didn't allow a run. Like you said, maybe a little bit luck, but hey, man, you go five plus innings in each one of those starts and you don't allow a run. It's pretty good for your first three starts. I think this is probably his best matchup to date. Good ballpark. Man, I like him a lot. Just going to be getting away from Bieber, getting away from Verlander, DeGrom, we haven't even talked about yet. Some of the other guys. So that's it. But is the pitching good enough to keep you away from the hitting on either side here? Um, let me check out a lineup here. Did it roll in? Do we have it official? So let's 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 pull up plate IQ because the lineup is out. All right, let's go. Let me let me let me pull up plate IQ for you. What we what we looking at? Tampa Bay plate IQ. Uh, well, Austin Meadows is a great play, leading leading off for eleven bucks, and uh, just helps you. He's he's heating up. You know, he's he's a solid play. Definitely for cash, um, and you know offers some stolen base upside and home run upside. Tough park, but whatever. Um, you know, Troy. I mean, a lot. I a lot of these guys can be played on uh, Tampa. Um, Kiermaier has been uh, quietly raking as well as stealing bases. So look, I love guys with stolen base and home run upside. So he would definitely you know make it make the cut here, but. I think the contrarian play would be, you know, since McKay is going to be chalky that you can look to some of these um, like Jose Abreu for 13 bucks kind of stands out. James McCann, lefty masher, right? Um, I'll let other people play Wellington Castillo if they do, but I doubt he gets much play tonight. But uh, those would be the only two bats that I'd be interested in on the Chicago side. And I, I think like Abreu makes for a good play for 13 bucks just because he's cheap. Um, and helps you fit in the pitching. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to that Tampa side real quick. I'm pull up, pulling up plate IQ. I'm seeing some really positive numbers here that indicate possibly a, they could be a, a very, a very nice stack tonight, right? Like they're gonna get lost in the mix. Uh, they walk a lot. That's good. I want, I want walks. I want to force that starting pitcher out of the game early. I want to get base runners. They, they all come in with some uh, – nobody's an egregiously bad strikeout guy, so we don't have like a 30% guy who's going to go up in there. And they've all got a little bit of power there, a little bit of pop. So I got to like that Tampa stack. You're looking pretty decent, man. Tough ballpark. You don't get the hot weather. However, you get Ronaldo Lopez, who's like either really good or really bad, and more often than not, he's really bad. Most of the time, he's really bad. Um, does have some good stuff, but – Definitely uh, command is a huge issue with him. So like you said, like uh, and a team that's willing to take walks, a team that's willing to run, you know, with steal upside, you can steal on Ronaldo Lopez, and he gives up the homer. Um, so plus you get that uh, nice White Sox bullpen behind there that uh, comes in with the fifth uh, highest XFIP on the season. So, yeah, I think they're, they're a sneaky stack for sure. On a game that, you know, everyone's going to be looking to these weather spots, but like Tampa could put together some big innings. Faux show. Now let's get on down. We got about roughly 10 or so minutes, and then I want to start building a lineup. So we got a lot of games to get through here. Washington at Atlanta, Tehran against Corbin. Pitching, is a, the pitching standout for you here, or, or are we looking at the bats? Now, um, I mean, Corbin is going to be low-owned tonight, and it's a tough matchup. It's There's tough weather, but he's it's been good as of late. Um, so I get that play. I think he's price just a tad below some of the other you know so for 45 bucks you can certainly get an extra bat in there with your lineup and he does bring upside to the table however it's an extremely risky spot and an extremely you know in tough weather so 
for GPPs, Corbin, Tehran, no thanks. Um, the Nationals offense is heating up, but they, they heat up against bad pitching. But if they get to Tehran, and they, they certainly have lefties that can get to Tehran, then this Braves bullpen is just awful. Um, besides Charlie Culberson, who uh, I don't know if you saw yesterday, the positional player who came in and mowed him down, mowed him down, mowed him right down. Yeah, that happens, man. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes those guys got some sneaky, sneaky good stuff coming off, you know, off the bench or whatever. But uh, the is the pitching just good enough here to keep you away from the hitting in this game? Um, I mean, I always I'll have in, Trey Turner just brings upside to the table. Um, yeah, you want lefties against Tehran, but I'm not scared of that matchup at all. Um, he's going to run the bases, too, in this spot. So there's plenty of steel upside. Um, and then you look to the lefties. Now, you can play Gomes for a cheap catcher always for 7 bucks as a punt. You know, who knows what's going to end up getting you. But um, And then Juan Soto is an awesome, you know, high-end play. And Anthony Rendon's an elite hitter. Um, I always fade Adam Eaton because I just don't think he has it anymore. But, uh I mean, there's worse plays for 13 bucks. Fair enough. I got a question for you from the YouTube chat. Trout or Yelich in a cash game? Um, probably Yelich. Oh, no. I mean, it's Mike Leak. BVP for Trout. Come on it's now. It's Mike Leak. Um, he's a little. BVP. So the thing with Trout is I don't think you're going to get the steal upside from him right now because of the calf strain injury that he's coming back from and the fact that he DH'd. Um, so I don't expect him to run the bases. And so that takes away a lot of the appeal. I mean, you get the home run upside for sure. And he's always got monster home run upside. He's the best hitter in baseball. So it's, those are both two great plays. So like if, if, yeah. if I had to pick one, I would, I don't know. I would probably take Yelich tonight just because I think Taylor Clark is awful. And um, I like that, you know, he'll, he might steal a bag too as well. Let's move it on down. Oakland at Minnesota, 10 and a half total here. Chris Bassett and Jake Odorizzi going at it. Uh, pitching, if not pitching, then hitting. What do you like in this game? Kind of nothing. Um, two pretty good pitchers, um, except for the, the hot and humid uh, weather conditions. But, you know, there's there's some home run upside. You could pick a home run here and there. Um, Chris Davis stands out as just being too cheap. If you if you believe in hot and cold streaks, then you don't play him. Um, but uh, I'll take home run upside against Odorizzi for ten bucks. He just works. To, I mean, you're going to need guys like Chris Davis tonight, and you're looking for a bomb. And he 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 hit two balls pretty well yesterday's game. Almost almost hit a home run on one of them. And uh, I think he, he'll he'll turn the corner in no time. And, uh, you know, so I'm I'm happy playing Chris Davis. I probably will end up with him tonight. Um, Max Kepler stands out as another guy who's just too cheap for 15 bucks. The cheap guy in this game to me that I saw was Jorge Polanco, shortstop. Yeah. 12 bucks, man. That's just a phenomenal price tag right there. Yep, uh, you got it. Plus, he uh, he hits better from the left side. Um, yeah, definitely. I like that play a lot. Nice, nice, nice play, Chuck. Fair enough. Let's see how many games we got. Four, five games left here. We'll shoot through these, no problem. Let's get down to the next game. Then, Te a battle of Texas. It seems like we just had one of these last week. Texas at Houston, eight and a half total. Verlander on one side, Mike Miner on the other side. Pretty good pitching matchup here. What do we think about this game in general? 
Um, I mean, you got to like Verlander. He's not in the – he's at home, yep. right, against in a high strikeout matchup. It's a high strikeout pitcher. So, this – he's got – you know, he's got the highest upside on the slate here. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get to him because I like a lot of other pitchers better. I mean, I like a lot of pitchers similarly um, as much. It'd be nice, but it's tough to get up there when you want – you know, when there's just – there isn't a ton of value bats like we typically have on uh on slates with yahoo there's it feels like there's just less so um bats are kind of at a premium tonight and uh we have plenty of options that are a little bit lower in price so i you definitely i think he's going to be popular but not as popular as he would normally be so absolutely do like him um but also you can pick some bet let me just see the price you can pick some texas bats for home runs anytime uh, against them, especially the guy who gives up homers this season, like early. I mean, Joey Gallo is always in, in the mix for a home run. Um, any of these, like you could you pick out a home run if you want, that's fine. Yeah, but, uh, good, this is a good one off potential here because uh, he's probably not going to pitch a shutout. And when he does give up a run, there's a really good chance it comes via the home run. So, these guys are good one off spots. What about what about Houston against a left hander? I mean, Mike Miner's been really good this year, but. Anybody in that lineup that maybe you can play tonight? Uh, I'm a believer in Mike Miner. I think he's a very good pitcher. Um, I don't think he's overrated. I don't think he's outperforming all of his uh, peripherals. I think he's legitimate, solid, really good arm. Um, so that I definitely lower the Astros here. But, however, like Jose Altuve stands out. I mean, he has, he's been disappointed this season. Started to come on. But, you know, he's against a lefty. Um, they're certainly familiar with Miner. And, you know, Scooter Jeanette is going to be the chalk tonight. So, like, if you want to try to beat that, could definitely pay off for you tonight, you know. Um, so, Altuve would be the guy that interests me the most. Um, that's really it because, I mean, Gurriel's been hot, but he's just way too overpriced. If you need an absolute punt, you know, and Tyler White makes the lineup for 7 bucks, and you're fine with getting a zero for whatever – whatever else it gets you, you know, then uh, you can do that. And then uh, Spring, Springer, Springer's in the mix, but, like, I'd much rather play J.D. Martinez for 18 bucks than George Springer. Yeah. Fair enough. Milwaukee at Arizona is our next game. Chassin against Clark, 10.5 total. Uh, pitching, hitting. I mean, pitching in this game. So you already mentioned Clark is terrible. What about Chassin? He's actually on the radar for – a low price sleeper night at only $31. I've seen his name floated around there. Any interest in Chassin at all? None. None. What about the hitting in this game for either side? What do you feel? What do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Taylor Clark is pretty bad. Um, a lot of 395 Woba, 378 X Woba, um, gives up a lot of barrels. Um, there's, there's a lot of upside here for, for Milwaukee. Um, guys like Mustakas are priced reasonably. Um, Yelich makes a, a really good high-end play. I said that I actually like him better than Trout tonight. That's close, but um, can't you can't blame anyone ever for, for finding a way to play Christian Yelich. Um, Lorenzo Cain does not have um, good numbers against uh, this season, uh, especially against uh, right-handers. But 15 bucks leading off could be in play. I mean, all, all, if you can fit, the, this is a high upside stack tonight. 
the Brewers. So if you can fit any of these guys, it's worth it. Grundahl is a good catcher play. He's a great pivot off of uh, Gary Sanchez. So, yeah, I have a lot of interest in Milwaukee side. Arizona's been hot. Um, and uh, you can make a case to play some of these guys. Let me check out pricing here. But they haven't made my build, so I'm ex expecting them to be kind of uh, – Dyson's back after getting nicked up. Uh, for 10 bucks, uh, that seems like a pretty good play um, if you need them. Um, and Escobar is reasonably priced at 15 bucks for a second baseman. So that could be another pivot off of uh, Chalk Scooter. You know, definitely has definitely get a lot more upside with Escobar. And I, I've been playing Adam Jones when I need to. Yeah, so I like that. I don't mind Adam price. Jones at that price tag. I mean, price plus Jake Lamb could be interesting for 13 bucks. There you go. Next game on the board. We're winding down now. We got about three games left, and then we'll and then we'll start building. Angels at Seattle. Yeah, this is going to be a fun game here. Barea against Leak. Leak just got smashed by the Angels his last time out. I think he gave up like seven runs in the first inning and then got pulled. So I looked up and down this Angels lineup and just kind of gandering at some BVP to just see if anything set me off tonight and. Sure enough, these Angels have absolutely smashed Mike Leake there, you know, uh, several of these guys. Now, I'm not, like, going to pin all my hopes on BVP, but it's very reassuring when you see that multiple guys in this lineup are, are hitting, like, some massive ISO against Mike Leake, and, and, and he's on the downside of what little career he had in the, to begin with. Feels good, man. What do you think about this, this, this Angels uh, lineup tonight? We haven't got the actual lineup, but we can assume who's in there. Not the best park. But nonetheless, um, a good home run spot for the the Angels. And, yeah, there's BBP, and they absolutely did destroy him. I think that was the Tyler Skaggs night um, when I, I wish they knew that. I knew that the, I even wish I even thought about the fact that it was their first home game. Um, I think that was the night, and I think they where they got the no-hitter too as well. But um, Upton stands out as someone I'd be just fine playing if I have 15 bucks in the outfield from trying to round out a lineup. Um, Trout you can play for sure I just like I said I just worry about the this I just like playing Trout when I get like you know that even if he just takes walks there's a good chance he's going to steal bases and I just don't feel like that's happening with his coming back from the calf strain right now I think they're going to be a little bit protective until he starts playing out in the outfield and um, shows that he's going to be running then I'm not going to be counting on the steal upside at all but uh yeah, I mean, you can play any, you know, a guy that no one ever plays, Cole Calhoun, home run spot, 16 bucks, looks a little overpriced, but uh, could definitely win you a GPP. Yeah, I agree. A lot of power in this lineup. You never know what could happen. So the Seattle side, you like anybody against Berea? Man, no. All right. Uh, don't even have to elaborate. If you don't like it, you don't like it, man. You don't have to sugarcoat it. I'm not about the sugarcoat, man. Give it to me. Give it to me. Right down the middle, I need the truth. Just because of pricing, I would want a yeah. bigger discount. I mean, they, they they discounted Kyle Seager. He's seven bucks, and he deserves to be seven bucks. Um, maybe you know, you know, there's there's home run potential there, but he looks washed to me. Yeah, well, when you get 14 games on a Friday night, and you get this much good pitching at the high end, you get this much good hitting in other spots, you can fade plenty. Of, you know, you gotta el eliminate guys out of your player pool, regardless, man. This is just. This is a good spot to do it, so we we can do that. Next game on the board, man. This one, this is this is my this is my favorite picture of the night. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of people's guy. Miami at the LA Dodgers. Zach Gallen against against Rude, the All Star All Star starter. 
absolute breakthrough season this year. Uh, he's a big favorite here, a super low team total for Miami. Talk to me about uh, Rue. Yeah. Um, Is this your number one guy just all around with it, you know, no matter about the salary or anything like that? Projections say he should be, but um, it's safety is the name of the game here. But, uh, you know, they they strike out. The, the Marlins do strike out less against left-handed pitching. Let's pull up the plate IQ numbers on the projected lineup here. Good idea, man. That's a it, good plug. Let me, it's let me about as safe, safe a matchup as you can get. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to like here. However, I, I want strikeouts. And I prefer, to be honest, and I know projections don't like this, but, I mean, I like DeGrom better. I think I think you could take a lot of these uh, the top four guys. I think you could just all put their name in a hat and pull one out. They're all they're all super yeah, good. Like I said, it's just it's just too much good pitching. Yeah, I agree. We will have to wait for that Miami lineup to see who's in there and see how they have any big holes as far as strikeouts in there. But uh, on the flip side, though, the Dodgers lineup against Gallon, who's not terrible. I was there. Would you rather play Gallon? Would you rather play a little mini Dodger stack? Um. I think Gallon is a is a good GPP play, uh, cheap pitcher play. Um, I believe in this kid. Um, he's got strikeout ability. This is a tough matchup, right? And there's not a ton case, but this will be the first time they see him. Um, and I, I think that, you know, he could get it done. You know, if you want to make some Yankee stacks and whoever and you need to go down for pitching, it could definitely work out in your favor playing a guy that nobody's going to play like Gallon in this spot. He's just too cheap. Um, there's a lot of risk there for sure. May not work out, but that's where you're, you're taking a you're taking a uh, a risk. There you go. Fair enough. New York Mets at San Fran are going to round out our games tonight. Good pitching matchup. Degrom against Beatty, seven and a half total. Big ballpark. General thoughts on this game. I, I assume we're not big on the hitting here, but uh, the pitching looks pretty good. Um, yeah, Degrom is my favorite pitcher on the slate and uh on the other side for a cheap punt if a for the cheapest my favorite cheapest punt it would be uh tyler Beatty. there you go so the hitting is pretty much scratched for you here right i mean i wouldn't if uh let me just check the pricing here for on some of these mets guys like if i needed a mets bet i wouldn't be opposed to playing it like conforto it's a tough park right yeah. so you, you did you know i mean even Cano could work out in your favor for 10 bucks. We want to talk about washed, uh, washed guys. You want to, I've noticed a trend here. Players with big contracts, aging players with big contracts who've been, you know, had past uh, performance enhancement, been busted for performance enhancement are definitely, definitely terrible. Right. And so like Cano, Kristen, basically they're trying, they're not, you know, that they're not going to be on performance enhancing drugs anymore because they're not going to risk their contract. And so guys like Chris Davis and Robinson Cano uh, come to mind. It uh, could be that, or it could be that Cano, remember a few years back, he actually won the home run derby. Maybe he got the home run derby thing. Yeah. You know, it's never, it's never. a real thing, man. It really happened. So I don't know. It's one or the other. It could go either way, but I got you there. So let's start building this lineup because we got about five minutes left, man. So I'm going to pick a pitcher, my favorite pitcher on the night as far as uh, performance plus combined with the salary. So I'm going to go McKay. All right. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to go McKay. I think you can get behind that. Who's your guy? Who's your, who's your guy to put in my lineup here? 
Sorry, you're going McKay? I'm going McKay because we're going to save a, a little bit of money here. I know there's a uh, lot give, of great Give me DeGrom. Give me DeGrom. Yeah, I do. I do. I do like me some DeGrom too. Uh, and then, um, so are you feeling a cheap stack somewhere out there or, or, uh, or are we just going to start one off on some guys? You know how I play chop. All right. Catcher. Are, are we, are we on the same page in, in saying that Gary Sanchez is probably the best value catcher on the board and, and we, we can afford him with this line. We got, we can average 13 bucks per player. And then, uh, he's probably the guy we need to get in there. Yeah, he's going to be the chalk. I mean, it's, he's just a little bit – he's the best value. It gives you exposure to the Yankees game. He's It's Gary against a, uh, a lefty who's been very poor and uh, great hitting weather that you, you have to like him here. He offers – you know, he offers double gone upside, you know, in this matchup, and uh, that's tough to do at a catcher position. All right, first base. Who are we looking at at first base here? Um, first base. This is the tough position. So if we can pay up, I mean, I would want guys like either Boyd or Encarnacion. I would actually probably prefer Encarnacion. But um, it's going to be tough to get up there because of, of price. But um, so that's got me, you know, looking towards, I think, Paul Goldschmidt, believe it or not, just because he's starting, you know, he's, he's shown decent overall stat cast hitting profile even though he's gone through this major slump and uh, he starts to heat up in good hitting weather. He is starting to heat up, but you know, it's a tough matchup for him tonight against uh, Mally, but he's, his price just looks, looks nice. So like, he's going to be the guy that a lot of people will gravitate to. Um, you can play CJ Crone like I did last night and get a home run. The guy I like um, who uh, got me all the money uh, two nights ago when everybody played Matt Adams, I played Trey Mancini. So I would be happy to play Trey Mancini again for 10 bucks, even though it's against David Price, a good pitcher, but uh, Price can struggle at times. And Mancini can certainly, you know, I think he probably, I would bet that he probably has good BVP too. Um, Sounds but, like a plan. Um, I, don't, I don't mind Goldschmidt. I, I think the 13 stands out to me as a pretty good price tag. All right. All right. Second base. Now this is where we're going to, I'm going to try to avoid the chalk here. I, I know that chalk's probably like you said, Jeanette. There's even Cano down there at ten bucks. There's some cheap guys. I don't. I don't want to go there. I, I think. I think I can balance this thing out and not and not have to go minimum salary here at second base. The guy I'm eyeballing. You mentioned him earlier. Well, there's two guys, but they're real close in price range. I'm gonna go with the guy I like a little bit better. Adam Frazier leading off against Arietta tonight. Fourteen dollars kind of keeps us on pace with our team. I don't. Know, do you? How do you feel about Frazier? Or is there anybody else in that neighborhood? Or Altuve is also a dollar more than him. Altuve looks pretty good. I don't know. Yep. Altuve looks good. Um, I forgot. I'm going to make one home run call too. Michael Chavis. Michael Chavis is going to hit a home run. He's 14 bucks. He's batting seventh. And nobody's going to play him. Where is he at? What position? Yeah, first or That's third? at first base. So I just wanted to get that out there. Let's get him in there over Goldschmidt then. Uh, I, think I'd rather, I think I'd rather have Chavis than Goldschmidt. Okay. Um, and for second base, Altuve. Uh, Altuve or Escobar look like the good good pivots. Uh, yeah, I just want to get away, just get get away from that scooter, Jeanette. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. All right, we gotta get moving. Get rid of that base. big. What we got third base. Give it to me. Third base. Arenado, come on. We got Arenado. Yeah, you can. Button, you can right? play him. You can play Suarez. Um, the cheap play is going to be Edmund, just because uh, you can get the pitching. Uh, shortstop. We could go with that twelve-dollar Polanco player. Do you have anybody else that jumps out to you? Uh, uh, Francisco Lindor jumps off the page for me. Um, so if I, if I can, it would be. Lindor is my favorite. 
Uh, Polanco is the nice cheap one. And um, if you want to pay up a little bit, Trey Turner. All right, we got about 11 bucks left here. We're going to wind this thing down. Outfield, let me start off with a guy because he's the salary's jumping out. The men's salary outfielder is the thing on on Yahoo. Adam Jones, seven bucks. I don't I don't mind that at all. I want to go Adam Jones. That, that helps yeah. us. Out. All right, that, that boosts us up to uh, 14 bucks per player. We could go uh, if we took another seven dollar guy. Our max spin would be twenty one dollars. So outfield, max twenty one. Chris Davis and JD Martinez, and we're good to go. Oh, I love I love JD. I love JD. So that's where we're going to round it out with Chris Davis. Let me plug in little JD Martinez. Oh, I like that man. Mm, I was I was hoping to get a little JD in there. I like that a lot. All right, guys. That's the lineup. I'm going to submit that one. I think that's going to be one of my lineups. I might tweak something in there, but I don't think so. That looks pretty good. So I'm submitting that one. We're going to move on. Guys, I really appreciate you tuning in on this Friday. Don't forget about the like and subscribe stuff there on the on the pages. Uh, the next show is coming up with Dean and whoever he's working with tonight. So uh, for Kirk Deese, guys, I'm Head Chopper. Good luck in all those GPPs tonight. And until next time, we're out of here. What's going on, everybody? Brick Devine here from Roto Grinders to talk you through some new additions to the lineup builder that can hopefully help you make some better lineups, uh, along with some ideas on how to best use these. Uh, the first thing we've done here is we've changed the randomness or what we call the range of outcomes uh, for baseball. So, what this has done before you used to just have one slider, and if you had a guy who was set at 10 fantasy points, you can kind of see on the tooltip here, and you set the range of outcomes at 10%. Every time a lineup was made, it would now give him a projection somewhere between 9 and 11, so a 10% on either end of that 10 range. Uh, what we've done for baseball is sometimes I think hitters have quite a bit more variance than pitchers, and if you agree with me on that, we now have different range of outcomes for both hitters and pitchers. Uh, I tend to set my range of outcomes for batters a little bit higher. I tend to set my range of outcomes for pitchers a little bit lower. So what this would allow is somebody like Blake Snell, uh, who we have uh, projected, uh, let me switch back to the bat here real quick, uh, at around, let's just say, 20 fantasy points, exactly 20 fantasy points. Look at that. So on the build rules, what the pitcher range of outcome does is if he had 20 fantasy points, it gives him a range in the lineup builder of 20% on either end of that. So that would be between 16 and 24. Every single time a lineup is made in the lineup builder, Blake Snell would get uh, some number in that range where for hitters where we think there's a little bit more uh, a bigger range of outcomes right a hitter can get zero a hitter can get 45 there's a lot of different outcomes for hitters so now we can actually make hitters have a little bit wider variance every time a lineups gets made and I think this is really good and should help make uh, some better lineups for you guys out there um, I would typically set 
somewhere in the 30 to 40 range, I think is good for me on batters. And pitchers anywhere in the, in the 20 to 30 is typically what I use. You can play around with these uh, and it all depends on your type of play style and what you want. Um, but that's a couple of tips. You know, if I had to, to do something, I think something like this right here uh, is what I typically use when I make lineups. Uh, the other thing we've recently added is ownership settings. Um, we've given you a min and a max. And let me just kind of show you what this looks like. If I just make, uh, you can see I've got, uh, I, I can make a couple of stacks here really quick for tonight. Uh, so I've got some five, three stacks queued up. And this is with no min max. Um, I haven't done anything to the player pool or anything like that. Uh, if I just build 10 lineups, it'll take about, oh, maybe 20 seconds or so for the lineup builder uh, to kick these out. You'll see that without limiting the player pool, oh, this is on the early slate anyway. Um, without limiting the player pool, you know, we can see we get ownership pretty high in the 170 range. We get a, a lot of lineups like that. And I got to be honest, when I'm making tournament teams, I don't want anything that really looks like a chalk lineup. So what I always like to do is I like to see what, it, what, it, what ownerships are getting kicked out on my lineups with no settings. And then I like to reduce that quite a bit to, to get some more lineups that uh, have a little bit more variance to them that are a little bit lower owned so that I'm just fighting less people in the field with the lineups that I make. You know, if I make this lineup, there's gonna be a whole bunch of other people with Colorado stacks just like mine probably paired with some Washington stacks. And instead of fighting uh, a thousand people in the tournament that might have a lineup that looks pretty similar to this, if I lower the ownership, maybe I'm only fighting a hundred people that have a lineup that looks some, something very similar to what I have. Uh, so what I do, you know, if this, if I saw about a 175, uh, I would probably go back to my build rules and I would set something of a cap, maybe of around like a 130. Um, it's just going to give me, it still allows me to use some chalk players, but when those chalk players are in lineups, now it's going to automatically fill my team with players that aren't as highly owned kind of around my chalk players. And on the other side too, you won't get this too often, but you really don't want a lineup full of one percenters either. So I typically set a minimum ownership of about 50% on most reasonably sized slates. I just, I just don't want two low owned pitchers with a low owned stack and a couple of low owned one offs. I think that's getting a little too far off the board. I just like to assure that I'm not playing the most chalky lineups. And I like to assure that I'm not playing the most obscure lineups. Uh, so you can see here, if I, if I make a couple of stacks like this, you know, we were up in the 170s, the 175s for ownership. And now we really shouldn't see any lineup over 130% total, total ownership on that. So you can see here, it's giving me, you know, it, it just threw in a couple different pitchers. It threw in a couple lower owned players as well. And now my lineups are looking a little bit different than the rest of the field simply because I'm just not stacking up the two chalkiest players. Uh, another rule of thumb, uh, if you're trying to determine ownership is kind of something I do is I'll look at the projected ownership for the top two pitchers. I'll add those together. So in this case, it would be 67. Uh, and then I'll take the, the top three or four hitters too. So if I go, uh, I can bring up my calculator. I don't know if you can see that. But we were at 67 uh, and then the hitters, 27, 25, 24. We're at like 143 with the top three hitters. That's kind of another reason to do that. So I, I chose 130 here, but I think 140 
is also simple. I just don't want the the pure chalk in all of my tournament builds. So I use this every time uh, I make tournament teams on the lineup builder. Um, I limit the uh, the minimum. Uh, I don't want all one-off teams, and I, I definitely go below the overall total total ownership. So I just want to go over this once again, uh, how I use this, because this is a very powerful tool that we've created for you. So again, this is what it looks like normally. If I make 10 lineups with a min-max of zero, you're just playing basically the best stacks. This is if you haven't done anything to your player pool. I will go in and, and limit a lot of things on my player pool as well. Um, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Um, you could use kind of this tool to do some of the limiting for you. But you'll see here, as soon as the lineup builder finishes making the lineups, again, 169, ownership 169, 150, uh, 177, right? These are very chalky teams, teams that are very likely to look like what some of your opponents might have out there today. So just to alleviate that, you can set the max. Um, you know, I chose a number of 130. And then I also set a minimum to, uh, I think 50 is a pretty reasonable number. And it just allows you to make non-ultra chalk lineups in your tournament builds based off our projected ownership. Um, the projected ownership we provides um, pretty accurate. And it allows you to just kind of differentiate yourself a little from you know, in the algorithms, if you're making 100, 100 lineups and you want to assure that none of them are ultra chalky, this is a very easy way to do that. And it's something I use uh, all the time when I'm MMEing uh, on the lineup builder. So those are just some, uh, a couple of quick uh, additions we've made uh, in, in recent days uh, on the lineup builder. Uh, I do want to note, I've been told the range of outcomes uh, will carry forward to some other sports. So for football, you know, quarterbacks, receivers, you know, receivers have a lot of variants. Maybe you'll want a higher range of outcomes on them or quarterbacks have a lower range of outcomes. You'll be able to do that. Uh, I've been told that's in the works as well. So you'll have that to look forward to uh, for other sports as well. And the ownership tool um, that's been there through football, I believe. But if you haven't uh, figured it out yet, uh, here's a quick tutorial for you. That's all I got for you today. Thanks for watching. Uh, once again, I'm Britt and we out you.
is going on, Brother Grinders? Dean here. That's Dean 7904 if you want to get all technical. I mean, it's 50, it's actually 502 on the East Coast, 202 on the West Coast, 402 Tennessee time. But of course, I'm in the time of the flagship show here at Brother Grinders. It's called It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today, it's a fully tilted Stevie TPFL. By the way, <laughs> I meant to mention this pre show. You're wearing a, you have like a, a cheeseburger on your head. You, you don't remember the show? Like, I, we were on a show doing a show, and like, I found that somebody like posted this hat, like, it's a minor league baseball hat. So, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So what, what minor league team is that? Uh, the Isotopes. Um, so, yeah, somebody posted it. I was like, oh, that hat's really cool. And yeah, I bought it. The Isotopes have a hamburger on their, on their head? At the, I, it yeah. was probably a special promotion night. That's usually where the cool hats come from. They run these cool special promotions, but. Dean, you left it out, man. We're like, we're starting this show and we're like, we're savages in this box. What are you talking about? <laughs> you beat me to it. That was amazing. I, if I'm ever going to, it's probably not going to happen. I'm a little past my prime. Some would say I never had a prime, but if I'm ever in the majors, I want Aaron Boone to be my manager. That was pretty cool, right? I hate the Yankees with a passion, but I absolutely love that. That was so good. Like, you are screwing this up. You need to do better. Um, that was that was perfect. It, it was well said too. Like it was it was as nice as you can say it, as angry as you can say. It. I feel like he was already thrown out at that point. So he was just kind of getting his money's worth. But uh, you know uh, that, that was pretty good. He's suspended tonight for what it's worth. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's worth much or not. But he's not going to be, or maybe he'll be in the clubhouse. He's not going to be calling the, uh, you know, he's not going to be putting the hook on players and things like that. But no Aaron Boone uh, yelling at the umpire last night and umpires are just a disaster i know like they do it overall a pretty good job but like you only notice them when they're doing terrible but uh there's been some really bad i don't want to say highlights but i guess clips of uh umpires doing terrible things this year um all right we have a a really tough job let's just be realistic you're never going to do a perfect job when you're an umpire and you just man you just have to you have to realize that they're they're human and they do a great job like Go go watch like a college baseball game and see how much of a difference it is from like an, a college baseball ump and a major league baseball ump. It's way different. Do they have two umpires in college or four? I'm pretty sure they have three. Oh, home plate first and third. Okay, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it, it it is tough. Obviously, I just, just own it, man. If you screw something up, own it. That just come out and say, yeah, my bad, I missed it. Then then we can have a better conversation. But if like if you're stubborn, it's just like you know, that, nope, I'm right. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of my issue with it. I'm on Team Robo Umps. I don't know if you are or not. It doesn't sound like you are. I am not. No, I'm trying to get people fired. Apparently, um, you good? You good? <laughs> hey, at least at least Country Joe West. Can we agree on that? Kick him out of the league. He's done. Uh, he should, he's he's. I, I don't want anybody to lose their job, but he's um yeah. He's got plenty of money. They get paid well, and he's been in the league for 20 years. He's doing fine. He's got a, probably a couple houses or something like that. So uh, he'll be okay. <laughs> we can fire Joe West. 14-gamer uh, going down tonight. Uh, of course, uh, we mentioned this in the last show. We mentioned until it actually goes down here. As far as fantasy draft, you know, the, the rate three DFS is coming up. Fantasy draft is sponsoring the show. 100% of entry fees uh, will be paid out to winners 100% of the time. Uh, if you jump on their site, it says it's coming in July. We're still in July. I don't know exactly when it's going to be happening, but Stay tuned for that, Stevie. Uh, I know. Are they still are they still sponsoring your podcast? Fantasy draft sure is. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm you're aware of this uh this going down. You're probably privy to as much information as I am. I don't know what's happening, but it's happening soon, apparently. 
Um, I know a little bit about it. I know that um, there's going to be like tiers where you can like pay to have rake free and stuff like that. But I'm going to wait until all the details come out before I start like talking more on it. Um, I haven't talked to those guys about it yet. And I'm sure we'll be having the conversation really soon um, to really know the details. Uh, Sharpside app. You guys are on sharpside.com. The Sharpside app, if you're uh, taking uh, part in the the streak contest that ends, of course, at the end of the month, whoever has the highest streak going down will fit, win themselves, uh, I think, 1,200 FanDuel dollars, credit dollars, uh, 200 per second, 100 per third. I believe that's the breakdown. It's give or take, whatever it is. It's $1,500 uh, credit, FanDuel credit dollars in total for the first three. Four through 10, whoever finishes fourth through 10th, uh, will win themselves a one month of RG premium. Of course, Stevie, with RG premium, you get such things as Land FHQ, Jesus Million Dollar Musings. You get the expert rankings, crunch time. You get Roth, Roth's weather, Roth's weather edge. Uh, later will be cheese. Uh, speaking of those guys, I believe it's cheese, it's Roth, and it's JSU as far as crunch time, which follows us at 6.15 on the East Coast. Thank you guys all up to lock time. Ownership percentage, the premium podcast in the morning, the expert survey, Slate IQ, much, much more. Uh, we'll do the rest of the promos later on in the show. We'll kind of break it up, I suppose, because we have a lot of more promos these days. Uh, give me a, give me the screenshot, Stevie. What's your, what's your take as far as this slate tonight? Because it's really, really pitcher heavy at the top as far as my perspective. Pitcher heavy. There are a lot of pitchers to choose from. Um, it's really hot across the country. So there's a lot of great hitting conditions, like just in general. So if we really are seeing juice baseballs, which I think it's, you know, pretty, pretty obvious we're starting to see, you know, major difference in offense, you know, year to year. So I think that we're going to see a lot of offense um, over the next month just because it's, you know, we're, we're in the summertime. Uh, we, we see this every year where home runs and start, start to go up this time of year. So, you know, be careful with the pitchers you're using because, you know, you, you have to try to figure out which pitchers are going to usually go over 100 pitches just so you can get that floor slash ceiling. So, you know, guys that are throwing 75 pitches at this point of the season, I'll take a guy that's probably not as good, you know, throwing 100 pitches just because, you know, I need those extra 25 pitches now. You can obviously tell how, how hot it is by my attire. I'm only wearing one hoodie today. Uh, tell me how hot and humid it is in Florida. Tell me why I should not miss Florida today. Uh, it's really hot. Like, we, I did some yard work earlier, oh. and um, it's just – when you live here your whole life, you're just used to it. Like it's always hot. You, know, you hear all these things like it's the hottest summer. Like it's the hottest summer every year. Like <laughs> it is what it is. Like it's 98 degrees today and the humidity is probably like 110. So, but it's what it is. I keep my house 74. I'll go inside. 98 degrees. Nick Lachey at least appreciates that. Mm -hmm. 74 is, it, is that what the, we negotiated with the with the wife? That that that's kind of did you kind of start at like 71, 72, or you get you just it was that kind of a happy median 74 74 is what it is during the day and you know when i go to sleep i turn down to 70 all right slew of pitchers uh taking the bump tonight as we kind of talked about the definitely an opportunity cost of pitching tonight verlander hunjan ryu corbin degrom the beebs uh david price uh i think verlander is a pretty clear top guy of course he's the most expensive as well too but you know dude's got a k prop of nine and a half he's gonna face a pile of lefties versus texas uh, a Texas team that strikes out a ton. Verlander reverse splits when it comes to K's this year with 35-36% versus lefties. I'm not sure if you take a look at the old uh, lineup HQ as far as his K prop. What would you guess his K prop is tonight? Verlander? Yeah. Eight and a half. It's two and a half more strikeouts higher than everybody else, and that's Bieber, DeGrom, Price, and Corbin. It's nine and a half. That's, that's close. 
That's a yeah, yeah, but that's a monster number. You don't really get a K prop that hot. Just don't get it. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I I think Verlander is great. I, I really do, but we play a salary game, and the fact <laughs> that I can get Degrom for eight hundred dollars less facing San Francisco in San Francisco, like. I keep leaning towards Degrom over Verlander. Um, I think Verlander is a, phen- a phenomenal play. Ryu is a good play. There's a, there's three really really good pitchers at the top. There's th- there you can really go one A one B one C realistically for the matchups and the, and everything. So I, I think that you're not going wrong with picking any of the top three options today. I think if I was mass multi entering today. I would have at least one of those guys on every team that I built. So I, I think one of those three guys is going to be the raw points pitcher of the day. And it, it, there's just nothing wrong with either of those three guys. We'll break it down individually in a second. Could I add a uh, Bieber as one D in that conversation? I think you could. I think that, you know, the matchup is good for him. It's just really, really hot in Cleveland. So mm-hmm. like, when we're looking at weather edge and we're starting to look at things like weather edge is telling us it's a nice bump for home runs where in San Francisco, not that way where Verlander's pitching in Houston, you know, reuse pitching against the Marlins. So I do think that there's a little bit of a gap between those top three guys and Beaver being the fourth guy. All right, let's dig into Verlander first uh, on the season 31.5% as far as case, but if you break it down lefty versus righty, uh, 36% versus lefties. We're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six lefties. Uh, Gallo in there. L- let me ask you this, Steve. It's just a fun question I was kind of having myself before the show, right? You could pick, you could put money on one of these two options. You have to make a wager, right? Uh, first at bat for Joey Gallo. He's either going to do, uh, he's either going to hit a home run or strike out or do anything else, which is more likely. Home run and strike out. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I think that's more likely. I don't know. Just I, I just thought that was weird. Uh, and, of course, he makes a really interesting tournament play. And Verlander, much like a lot of the top pitchers this year, he's not immune to giving up homers. So, like, for sure, he might give up a homer or two, but don't make it for it. But just striking out the next two or three dudes, which is perfectly fine. It's why, you know, he's got that nine-and-a-half total. Collectively, this Texas lineup at 26% as far as a K percentage uh, versus righties this season. The only one that actually has a decent K percentage is Elvis Sanders at 15.2%. Everybody else – is at least a 20%, Gallo at 36%, Odor at 32 Cabrera at 26 Mathis at 31 um, And, you know, I know you like your BBP. There's some big sample sizes for Chu and his dribble Cabrera. And, like, I'm not a, I, I like to look at, like, who kind of controls at bats, Stevie. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen this or not, but, like, as dribble Cabrera has faced Verlander 74 times in his life, and he struck out 30 times, 30 out of 74 on the left side. Chu has faced him 90 times and struck out 37 times. Uh, you know, whatever. It, it's a big sample size, and you know, take that for what it's worth. If it's worth anything, if it's worth nothing, nonetheless, uh, the K's. I, I'm taking the over on nine and a half. I got double digits for Verlander tonight. Yeah, and the thing that people like forget about with Verlander is he has a nice three pitch, three picks, pitch, pitch mix, pitch mix. Um, so he's able to really work on lefties. He has a 36 percent strikeout rate against lefties this season. He's a fly ball guy that gives up a lot of hard contact. And when you're looking at this lineup, obviously there are guys that can take him deep here. I don't think he throws a clean game here. I think he gives up a couple runs, but I think he strikes out like 10 to 12 guys. So like, do you want him for that? Yes. Like perfect. Like sign me up. Like, I I think that, you know, he's certainly a guy 
you're playing today, like I said, though, I, I just like the discount. What I'm able to do with my roster construction from Verlander to Grom, I, I really like it. Projected lineup for San Fran strikes out at 19.6%, though. Of course, there's a pitcher instead of a DH, which changes things to some extent in the National League. Uh, look, I, I, for me, it's, I don't think that the price difference is enough. And absolutely, I'm not arguing against the Grom. I think the Grom's great. I think Ryu's great. Uh, I think Beaver's a really solid option. Uh, Ryu against the Marlins, he should shut them down. It's going to be a bunch of uh, a bunch of righties, I presume, in that lineup. But still, nonetheless, the Marlins are going to be terrible. Spoiler alert, the lineup set out just yet. But it's not going to have, like, Yelich and Stanton and Ozuna. Those guys are not playing today. Uh, well, Patrick Corbin, for me, is just like, there's just no chance I'm rostering Corbin. I mean, I understand ownership and yada, yada, yada. And he's been in good form, but there's just, it's just too much of a scenic route. There's too many, uh, you know, hurdles for him. Could Verlander falter? Of course. Can Rio falter? Of course. The Grom, sure. Beaver, yeah. All of them? I guess they can, but I don't think it's happening. I just don't see Corbin uh, being the top guy out of that group. Uh, is he somebody in the mix for you or it's just like check back in five days? That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, like, so the thing with Corbin is we have him projected for around 3 to 5% ownership, and Bieber is a little bit more. Just give me Bieber. Like, if I'm if I'm going to go down from Verlander, if I'm not going to play Ryu or DeGrom when going down, like, give me Bieber. I'll probably have zero um, exposure to Corbin. I like his ownership. His ownership is really sound. You know, mm-hmm. He's really, really going to be low-owned here. So, you know, he has a much better umpire than – or Corbin has a much better umpire than Bieber, but – you know, for me, if I'm going to go down, I'm just I'm going to go down to Beaver instead of Corbin. Um, Atlanta is much better than Kansas City. Atlanta is probably the the toughest matchup out of those top five guys. So for me, Corbin's a, a stay away as well. I think at least earlier today we had some potential weather lurking in Atlanta. I'm not sure if that's clearing up or not. Roth probably updating his uh, morning article around now. Uh, I've not seen that or not given a refresh just yet. Uh, but obviously, keep an eye on the weather. Uh, and Roth will give you the most up-to-date update on crunch time as well. Um, all right, so the hard sell on Beaver. Oh, well, you mentioned DeGrom. Uh, DeGrom, like, he always has a great leash, uh, and the leash might be a tick longer tonight just because, you know, everybody picks. I think the entire bullpen pitched last night. Uh, they went, what, 15 or 16 innings or so in that 2-1 to one game or 3-2 to two game, and uh, they were talking about DeGrom actually playing left to right field. Like, the next thing they prepared, they're like, play J.D. Davis as their pitcher. Uh, I heard Mickey Calloway talking about that, or at least I read that note. Um, so, you know, he's going to throw 100 pitches almost definitely, unless he's, like, just getting this shellacked out there. Uh, talk about Beaver versus Kansas City. He's kind of on the fringe and the outside looking in, or, you know, Rio against the Marlins. And I think is Granderson in the lineup? Is that Marlins lineup out? It is. Uh, there actually is one lefty for what it's worth. Grandy is batting second versus Rio. It's not good. Rojas, Granderson, Cooper, Anderson, uh, Castro, Harold Ramirez, Alfaro, and Puelo. Uh, you know, Rio feels like crazy safe if you like crazy safe. He is safe. And like we hate using the word safe when it comes to baseball because nothing's safe. There's so much variance. Anything can happen on any given day. But when you look up and down this team, there's only two guys with ISOs over 200. One of those is Puelo. Mm-hmm. He's been terrible since, you know, he, he's come over to the Marlins. But you look at, you look at the ground ball rates, like the combined average for this team is 51.2% on ground balls alone. Like you're going to get a lot of ground balls here. You're going to get easy outs. You could see Ryu kind of pitch deeper into the game, but Ryu's biggest concern is Dave Roberts. Like Ryu's not my issue. Dave Roberts is my issue. Like this guy could be throwing a one or two hitter and have a, a complete game shutout going. 
and get pulled in the eighth inning because his spot's up. Like, you know, I think that I always worry about that with Dave Roberts and the, the pitchers here. Like, Ryu's had a good leash this season, and I'm, I, I think that he's one of the guys that they let him go a little bit deeper. But, like, if we look at the last 10 games, he's only going, gone over 100 pitches three times. Like, we start digging into these other aces, and we're going to see, like, Verlander over the last 10 games has gone over 100 pitches eight times. Like, this is what I was talking about at the beginning of the show. Like, we're in this time of the year where we need guys to go deeper into games. DeGrom, he's gone over 100 pitches, you know, six times. So, like, I, I, that's one of the biggest issues here with Ryu, but this is going to be a game where he's just going to dominate this team. It's just how deep are they going to let him go? Yeah, I mean, I would, you mentioned, like, I'm never going to predict a CGSO for a Dave Roberts pitcher, but uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see, like, a Maddox against this Marlins team where he, he throws a CGSO, like, in 92 pitches or something like that. Um, the Marlins team is not patient. Ryu doesn't walk anybody. I can just see him being super, super efficient out there and, you know, going all night if necessary. But like you said, it's not necessary. The Dodgers have their eye on October, and maybe they would push him. Uh, we saw it the other day with Paddock, and, of course, like, Paddock's a guy that the San Diego has no interest in pushing, but he was just so low as far as his pitch count, and he was throwing a perfect game, so they let him stick around to, like, what, the – seven and change in the eighth inning or so or something like that until he gave up a homer to, I believe, uh, Sterling Castro. Um, yeah, so, okay, I guess I was going to I was gonna skip the mid-tier and kind of like, because I think the, the basic build, and you kind of hinted at it, uh, is like, you know, one of the cheapies. And I think there's some interesting cheapies, but let's talk about the mid-tier before we kind of move on. Uh, show against Detroit, anybody against Detroit, I just don't like that price. Uh, it's not a big enough discount off the guys we just talked about for me to play him on fantasy draft or on DK, but I do think he's interesting on Fandle where he feels underpriced over there. Uh, Odorizzi against Oakland without Chapman, I guess is kind of sort of somewhat interesting. McKay, I'm super interested in, but like you're begging for six innings out of McKay, you know, Uber prospect, one of the biggest prospects in baseball, great matchup here against the White Sox. He looks legit so far in his uh, cup of coffee. Just They sent him down. Now he's back up. He's kind of moving up and down and, they want to conserve him as well. Um, is he cheap enough to consider, I guess, is the question. McKay, where he gets maybe five innings, possibly six. Like His pitch count is going to be at like 80, 85, maybe 90. Uh, and then there's David Price versus Baltimore. What's your take on these dudes? So McKay, I've heard multiple sources say that like 85 is his pitch count. Like yeah. that's what they don't want him to throw more than 85 pitches this season. So I don't think this is the spot for McKay. I do think that I like right-handed pitching a lot more against the White Sox than left-handed pitching. Um, so I think McKay could go out and have a good game. I just, with the, with the pitches, um, Stroman, he's not a play on DraftKings or fantasy draft, but he's an excellent play on Fandle, even as a one pitcher site. He's still probably going to get beat by those top guys by 15 to 25 points. But if he if it's 15 and he throws a really solid game here, you just look at this team, the lineup that rolled out for Detroit today, combined 25.2% strikeout rate and none of these guys are under 20% against right-handed pitching. So like Stroman, not a massive K guy, but a guy that's going to get a bump here in the lineup. So he's a great play on FanDuel. And then David Price is that mid-tier guy that on DraftKings that I, I think I like a little bit more than the rest of these guys. I think Stroman might be a little bit safer than Price uh, just because of the matchup. But I think David Price has the upside here. We look at this team. We start digging into this lineup. There's a lot of strikeouts in this Baltimore lineup, and there's really only like two or three guys that have decent numbers against left-handed pitching. So um, I guess the weather just came out, and Toronto-Detroit is orange-yellow, so that might hurt um, our boy Stroman a little bit over on Fandle. 
Yeah, I just took a peek at it. Uh, D-Train, our, our producer, dropped it in chat, I presume, not just the RG chat, but also the uh, YouTube chat. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. If you guys ask questions, we'll knock those out at the end of the show. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and read it for you guys. Again, you can just click and read it for yourself. But orange, yellow in Detroit, and the first sentence I see is definitely the worst weather on the slate. So uh, right <laughs> on cue, we talked about uh, the prospect of a, the Stroh show on Fandle. Uh, he is super cheap up there, going to left on bats. But again, uh, you want to see what Roth has to say, uh, or you know, if you could, if you could take the chance in tournaments for sure, that's an interesting idea. Uh, what, what was there? There's David Price. So you mentioned Price, and you're a Boston fan. He's one of those guys that I don't have a great read on. Like I feel like some pitchers I have a good read on, some pitchers I don't. I, I imagine you watch him more than most. Uh, current form, current thoughts as far as Price. I understand the matchup is good here against Baltimore, but. Well, is he in good form for you? Have you been watching him? I think David Price doesn't know if he's in good form before any start. Like, he's just a guy that's he's so up and down. Yeah. He threw really good against the Dodgers um, right before the All-Star break. So, or I guess it was right after the All-Star break, wasn't it? It was right after the All-Star break. Um, so, you know, you can take it for what you want. Um, you know, he's just – he's more struggling with command. Like, if you look at it, he's still striking guys out, but he's still walking enough guys that, like, you just need him to have that game where he doesn't walk people. And, you know, that's one of the reasons that you kind of like him in this spot. Baltimore's not a team that's patient. They don't walk a lot. So, they're a team that is a free-swinging team. They have a lot of guys with strikeout rates over 25% against left-handed pitching. So, like, this is the matchup that Price could go out and put up 30. But, you know, the, the command is always the biggest issue. All right, so the cheapies, I, I'm having a hard time separating them. Uh, you got Jay Happ against the Rockies, who are obviously negative ballpark chip. It's always going to be a negative ballpark chip for them because, you know, of course, their home ballpark is the best place to bang homers, to bang everything. Uh, singles, doubles, and triples is what I'm talking about, obviously. Uh, now they're in Yankee Stadium. They do grab a DH, but they face, you know, Jay Happ, who's probably a bigger name than the numbers suggest. He's been pretty terrible this year, for being honest. Uh, and then there's the two Tylers, uh, Tyler Beatty, great ballpark against a Met team that's not you know terribly imposing, and Tyler Male, who's really good against righties, vulnerable to lefties, but those lefties on St. Louis stink. Um, do you have a take as far as these three? Is there somebody else you'd enter into the conversation? I've seen a little bit of traction on uh, you know Jordan Lyles I've seen out there, but I, for me, my, my favorite cheapies are one of those three, one of the, one of the two Tylers and Hack. What say you? Yeah, Beatty's my favorite cheap pitcher on the slate. We like we look at Tyler Beatty and we're like he struggled a little bit when he first got called up, but this is a dude that had a 35% K rate in Triple A this season. He had a 15% swinging strike rate at every level that he's pitched at before. You know, struggling a little bit when he got called up, he's had really good strikeout stuff. So Tyler Beatty facing the Mets here in San Francisco, worried about a few bats. You know, you're always worried about like Pete Alonso and those guys, but you know the same argument that we had for Degrom. They used so many pitchers yesterday that if these guys are pitching well, we might see them touch 100. We might see them touch 110 pitches. Like, So they need these guys to go out and have really quality starts here. So I, I really like Tyler Beattie, uh, 6,200. I played DeGr or um, Syndergaard and Bumgarner on the same team yesterday. I have zero issues with doing that again today with DeGrom and Beattie. Um, I like Tyler Molly. You know, I haven't looked at the lineup yet. Is it out? Uh, let's give the uh, the old uh, lineups page a refresh. I don't believe it's out just yet. Scrolling down. Oh, it is out. So, okay. one, two, three, four, five righties. Um, you know, you want more righties than lefties, which he does have here, plus the pitcher spot. 
you know, Edmund Fowler and Wong are your only lefties here. Um, you know, Edmund is a guy that hasn't struck out terribly high. Wong doesn't strike out that much either. But there are some strikeouts here against the righties. Uh, nothing's perfect, uh, I think, is, you know, what you were kind of hinting at when you were talking about these cheap guys. Nothing's really perfect. Um, so I think my least favorite is probably Hap, the other guy that you mentioned. He's probably my least favorite. If I was going to play Hap, I'd probably go up to, like, uh, Jaime Barrie, um, Barria uh, against Seattle. Is Hap just trash, though? Hap is just struggling, and this game's in Yankee Stadium, like – Hap is one of those guys that I think we're seeing some regression because of the juice baseballs. So, you know, I think that's definitely something. And you mentioned Ty- Jordan Lyles. You know, I don't think this is a terrible lineup for him. Like, you're obviously worried about Bryce Harper, but you're not too worried about the bottom of this order. There's a lot of righties in there for him. Lyles much better, higher strikeout rate against righties. I don't think it's the worst spot for Lyles. Uh, this ballpark helps with home runs. So, I think that I would play Lyles before I'd play half as well. All right, counting the lefties up in that Philly side. We got Harper. We have uh, Cesar as a switch hitter. And then uh, Housley, uh, the lefty as well. So and as far as his splits, he strikes out righties at a 25.7% clip, 23.4 against lefties. So pretty positive as far as the Ks. And you talked about righty power being subdued in, in that Pittsburgh ballpark. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Uh, I just think it's so close to the Tylers and it's so close uh, to half, but again, I, I'm back and forth on half. He feels like, I mean, if you can pitch five innings, I think he grabs a W. We'll take those four points, I suppose, but you know, like I don't expect a clean sheet. And you know, Colorado obviously disastrous on the road, uh, but you know, jumping into the AL, jumping into Yankee Stadium is different than like jumping into San Diego or you know, ballparks like San Francisco that's in their division that kind of you know hurts their numbers, obviously. Uh, anything else that's kind of worth a note? I mean, we kind of skipped some dudes. Of course, there's 20 guys throwing baseballs. Can't talk about every single one of them specifically, but I think we got to pretty much talk about everybody that we need to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I did a podcast with Blender today, and he was really high on Renardo Lopez. I still can't get behind it, but uh, he's really cheap. What was his sales pitch on Lopez? He's really cheap. Oh, well, yeah, but the Tylers are cheap. Like, what's the difference in price in those guys? I guess ownership is the second argument, right? Yeah, yeah ownership. Yeah. Um, summarize the pitchers. If somebody's just tuning in now, if somebody's uh, just joining the podcast now, tell them what, what we think as far as pitchers in a few sentences. Yeah, you're not going to go wrong with any of the guys at the top. Um, you're you like Verlander a little bit more than um, Degrom. I like Degrom a little bit more than Verlander. I don't. Th- those guys are just so close. Ryu's right there as well. Step down is Bieber. Um, David Price, this is a team that doesn't walk a lot, has a lot of strikeout upside. So, And then when you start going down, you know, Barria um, and the cheap guys, you know, Tyler Beatty, Tyler Molly. I, I can't even mention J-Hap. Like, I, I still don't even feel comfortable enough, like, mentioning J-Hap. I just – I don't like him at all. Like, if you covered the name of not, – not that that's, like, a great name, J-Hap, but he was once, like, a respectable pitcher. If he was just some schlub, like, you never heard of, it's like – and this guy's not very good. Why would I consider him? But, you know, I want to believe he's a little bit better. And also, he's a guy – he's had a quick hook as well, too, this season. So, he probably falls behind the Tylers for me. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to talk hitters. going to talk sticks in just a second. Go around the horn as far as our favorite plays in each position. Do you want to mention uh, the Rotor Grinders draft kit for best ball uh, and seasonal as well is on sale, $39.99. That includes a $25 voucher ticket for the draft and best ball championship. If you think that, I believe that's a million dollars. Uh, second half of the season, so uh, MLB premium, PGA premium are both on a discount now. 
$84.99 for, for baseball. Uh, PJ is eight, PGA is $89.99. That's just for a single site. If you want to do a combo site, either one, baseball or PGA, just under $100, $99.99. Uh, if you're rocking the Rotor Grinders badge these days, uh, if you think, uh, not a, you don't have to think of contests, just finish in the top 10 of a contest or certain contests, uh, D-Train will go ahead and drop that link and give you guys more information on that, how to make that work and which contests qualify. Uh, you will win yourself one month of RG Premium. want to give a shout out to a couple of people that actually uh, joined as of yesterday. We got Buster Bratz and DW12290 rocking the RG badge. You know, if I was rocking the RG badge yesterday, I would have. I think I would have got my one month of free RG premium. I, I'm fully tilted, Stevie. Like I was a, uh, I had a chance to take some win to take it all, man. I was well positioned, and my guys could not do anything against Charlie Culberson in the mound. So, you know, I know when you you have a positive night, you're supposed to feel good about it. But uh, I thought I was going to end up at the podium. Unfortunately, I'm just getting a flashback. Uh, don't mind me. But uh, yesterday, hey, who cares about yesterday? It's DFS. All we care about is today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, tonight. Hitters, who's your favorite hitter? Give me somebody, uh, a player to maybe even a team if you want uh, a core you're building around tonight. Um, man, there there's gonna be so many highest scoring games today. Like, you know, I'm probably gonna play the 20 entry max just for some fun because it's Friday, um, and I'm probably gonna have a four or five man stack on every team because there's just so many ways to go. There's so many good spots. There's so many implied, you know, team totals over five. I think the best spot on the slate is the Yankees. I think they're your default chalk team, number one. Like, if you want to stack a team that you feel like want you want production, it's just going to come from the Yankees today. Um, I don't – you know, I don't love the hitters tonight. I mean, they're fine, and I agree. I think the Yankees are, like, the clear first place to look. Uh, you know, pick on Kyle Freeland, and they have a team total above seven. So, obviously – and also, I think it's hot. It's, like, 90 or so in New York. Uh, and there's some boppers and like we already talked about uh, that lineup is just full of savages so like for sure uh picking up mike montgomery uh, that seems like a decent option there for cleveland they have a team total of six and a half as well uh the royals of course just traded for montgomery but that doesn't mean they like him that's because they wanted to dump some salary and uh, they, they moved maldonado over there for the cubbies yeah i don't as far as the slate I, I don't love it as far as hitting maybe you can talk me into some things but I don't know. Uh, most of it's just sort of met. Like, there's a lot of pitchers, like, you know, we talked about that we like. So, nothing really jumps off the page outside of – I think it falls off pretty quickly. But maybe maybe you can change my mind. I'm, I'm looking for places to, to, to exploit, and I don't have any places. It, Toronto is an interesting spot. but how do, uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but how don't you love hitters tonight? There's just – there's so many different places you can go. Like, the Yankees, <laughs> you know, Toronto, like – Cleveland, um, like I, I can keep going. Like, Boston, there's so okay, you can't though. It's Boston, and that that's kind of it. Everything else is just sort of meh. The Angels against Mike Leake, uh, okay, Minnesota yeah. against Chris Bassett. Like, mm. you know, go pull up Weather Edge and look at all the positive places that we have today for like plus home runs. It's all across everywhere. Um, target fly ball pitchers that give up a lot of home runs. All right, catchers. Uh, you know, Sanchez seems a little bit too cheap. We talked about the seven total uh, for the Yankees against Kyle Freeland. Uh, Sanchez is less than 5K on DK. I think he's about 9K or so on fan draft. Of course, you don't have the roster. Catchers on fan draft, it's just infielders and outfielders, utility spots. Uh, are you prioritizing Sanchez? Because I, I'm trying to get there because I think he's a little bit too cheap. Yeah, I really like Sanchez. I hate paying up for catcher, but this is a great spot for him. Um 
there's there's a couple of good pay up catchers today. You know, Gary Sanchez, Yasmani Grindal. At the top of the list, Roberto Perez against Montgomery. Um, I think there's three guys over 4K you can pay for. Um, I, I can't pay for Vi- 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 Christian Vasquez. Um, I, I, it still blows my mind that he's the highest price catcher on the slate. But, yeah, Gary Sanchez is a guy that you certainly want to be. That's only because Vince Garber is not playing. Um, on the cheap end, I like Danny Jansen against Zimmerman. Um, Jansen had that like power surge. Um, he's really cheap again. Jan Gomes against Julio Tehran. He's 2.5 K. Um, I don't know if I go all the cheap, right? Like that's your favorite cheap guy. Who's that? Like you don't like Jan Gomes. You like him because he's cheap, right? I like Jan Gomes because he's 2.5 K at catcher. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's where I'm at too. Like, uh, I don't want Maybe we have some new listeners, but if you're a new listener, um, if you're, you've never watched um, or listened to me talk about catchers before, I love to pay down a catcher. I'm with you too. Let me ask you this. Where do you draw the line on that? Because uh, would you consider rostering is, isn't Mathis 2k? Uh, I, think- I would not play Mathis today. I would okay. pay the extra $400 for John Hicks or Sandy Leon. That's where I'm at too. Like I, I just can't do it. Like if, uh, I, I just don't think Mathis is going to take Verlander out into the uh, the Crawford boxes. I suppose that's possible. Uh, yeah, I don't really like Danny Jansen. Like he's the guy that I, I have in my like main lineup right now. You know the funny thing is though, it's like everything's about perspective and life's about expectation. It's like I used to pay two point two. You're asking three point three for Danny Jansen. That's outrageous. But you know it's Jordan Zimmerman. He doesn't miss bats, and you know it's a nice ballpark. So I guess. And he also got moved up in the lineup to seventh. So good for him. Yeah, it's that extra bump in $800 <laughs> in salary. You're going to pay to get him two spots higher up. All right. Enough talking about catchers. Catchers are gross. Uh, oh, I love that. I never even think of that. Like, Stevie is the president of team catchers don't matter. I like that guy in chat that just said that. I, I agree. <laughs> like, you guys always talk about punters and kickers and stuff in fantasy football. I am let, – let's just take the cheapest catcher and be done with it. First of all, I'm not a. I don't think anybody talks about punters, but kickers. I don't. You know, I, I I don't begrudge the kickers. They're fine, I suppose. Listen, Pat McAfee is a punter, and he kicks better field goals than half the kickers in in football. So, he's a fun announcer. I, I like McAfee. He's an interesting personality. They they, they threw him in the booth somewhere. Uh, I can't remember. It was like Monday Night Football or no? No, it was a uh, college football or no? It was Green Bay, and it was Week 17. It was Green Bay and somebody else, and he did an awesome job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put him on more broadcasts. Let's have some fun in the booth, man. All right, uh, I'll get off my soapbox as far as that, but like, yeah, let's just have a good time. All right, uh, first base. What do you have for me? Yeah, first base. A lot of options, obviously. Um, you know, E5 is obviously one of the top plays here, going up against Freeland in that ballpark. Do not forget about Josh Bell. Jake Arrieta has been terrible against lefties this season. Josh Bell, a guy with multi-home run upside. You know, always, always you can look at Max Muncy if we're staying up in that top, you know, Luke Voigt. But I don't mind, you know, maybe going down a little bit. Um, Eric Thames, the guy that I like. I think a guy that is going to be really, really low on today that I'm going to play in the outfield and probably more than at first base is Mark Kana. He's been really, really good against righties. You know, we've talked about him years against lefties, but he, his ISOs and everything against right-handed pitching this season is really good. And uh, my boy Nate Lowe, Dean, I know, like, this guy has just been crushing. Like, he got sent back down to AAA, fixed what was ever wrong, and, like, crushed in AAA, and then got called back up, and he's not stopped hitting. So, um, Nate Lowe right now is in my main lineup at 4,200. 
all the lows and the lows on Tampa. I, I don't, I can't keep track of who is who. There's three of them. <laughs> yeah, two of them are brothers. It's just wild. Um, and you mentioned just to kind of speak to the Kata Odorizzi historically, fly ball reverse splits pitcher, and of course Minnesota a better ballpark for yielding homers to righties than to lefties. So, yeah, I have no issue with Kata. Of course, that Oakland lineup looks a little bit weaker today without uh, Chapman once again. Uh, what about Joey Vato? He's cheap. That's the best thing we'd say about him, I guess. He was once really good. Uh, I never hate – I hate playing Votto. I, I don't hate playing lefties against Wainwright. Um, he's at home. That ballpark's much better for, you know, you know the Cincy ballpark. Justin Smoke's really cheap too. I, I'd probably lean Justin Smoke for a few hundred extra bucks, but I don't think Votto's a terrible play at 3,400. Let me ask you if, this. If you like two walks on a single. I don't like that. That's the problem. Like, when has Votto ever broken the slate? I mean, it's, done, it's happened before. I, I feel like he might have had two homers in a game this year, maybe last year, getting a flashback. Uh, once upon a time, when I used to play Sam Travis as a punt against lefties. Like, when a righty would come in, Mitch Moreland would, like, usually spell him. Moreland's not in the team. He's still in the IL. Uh, does Travis stick around this entire game? Or we don't know? Uh, I think it's hit or miss. Okay. He's a guy that had really good power numbers in AAA. Just really has not translated whatsoever. He's a quad uh, quad A guy, and you mentioned Josh Bell and his power is awesome. Obviously, he's priced down a little bit, and he's facing a pitcher with bone spurs. Like I don't, I don't I, I, give me the guy that's facing the dude that's got bone spurs. Jake Arrieta is a you know being stubborn and not having I don't know if it's a surgery. I don't really know what's going on, but he's not a hundred percent, and he's a disaster. He's also a name Brandon. What was the last time we saw an eleven total in Pittsburgh? By the way, just a side note. Like 11 total in Pittsburgh? We don't see that. Bone spurs. Yeah, got to like those Pittsburgh bats. See, Dean's coming around to some bats here. Uh, I mean, I, I can't stack Pittsburgh, but like I like Bell and I like Adam Frazier. Um, and the rest is just sort of, I think Marte is whatever. Reynolds is whatever. Eh. Ugh. Yeah, it's fine. But, you know, I can't get excited about that. Keystone position second base. That's something I can get excited about. There's a lot of good plays here. Uh, the aforementioned Fraser is certainly in play. Uh, DJ LeMahieu, revenge game. I think this is our first blood revenge game, if I'm not mistaken, I would imagine. First time playing the Rockies, leading off. Uh, you know, some people have him as like the MVP so far this season. He's been absolutely shellacking, obviously. Uh, Scooter, uh, he's super cheap there against Wainwright. And, you know, Jose L2, they, they raised his price. They said, you know what, that was too expensive. He's going to face a lefty today, Mike Miner, who, you know, he's had a respectable year. He's, uh, you know, falling back a little bit, but. He's 4K on DK uh, for, for Jose Altuve. Come on, man. That's too cheap, right? Yeah, Jose Altuve is really cheap. Um, Biggio's cheap. Adam Frazier batting leadoff against Arietta is cheap. If you want to pay up, DJ LeMahieu is fine. It's really hard to pay for DJ LeMahieu over Mike Moustakis, in my opinion. Um, Taylor Clark is terrible. Like, he's beyond awful. Um, so, I, I – I try to pay that extra hundred dollars for Mustakis over LeMahieu, even though LeMahieu's been crushing the season. But Mike Mustakis on the road, potentially getting that extra at bat. Um, I like Mustakis more than I like LeMahieu, but I think they're both very good plays. Muncie's a good play um, when we're looking at the top end guys. So Eric Sogard's a guy that's you know interesting at four point three k. There's a lot of second base options, like you said. Uh, Altuve, by the way, seven four on fantasy draft. Um, you know, and fans draft infielders, outfielders, I think you're going to have, like, uh, second baseman and third baseman. Like, you know, you talk about Moustakis. Uh, he's 8-7 over there. And, you know, pretty solid price against Taylor Clark, who just doesn't look at him. And, you know, it's not a huge sample, but he's 
been exposed, you know, too many homers, not looking very good. Five and a half total on that Milwaukee side. Of course, you're locked in for those uh, nine innings, no matter what the score happens to be for Milwaukee. Uh, anybody else of note, anybody else worth the old head nod there at second, or shall we uh, jump over to third base? Uh, Scooter Jeanette is really, really cheap against Wainwright in Cincinnati. I know he has yet to have a home run this season, but um, I'm going to keep playing him, Dean, until he has that home run. I just, I love the price tag. I'm pot committed at this point. 3.3K for a guy that runs this year. No, well, he got hurt in in spring training. So yeah, kind of bounced back. He got sick like one of his first couple games back. So the routine for him has not been normal. And the fact that like they keep him and Dietrich keep flip-flopping, like, just not a good situation for Scooter. I wish they'd just trade Votto and let Dietrich play first. Is he tradable? Does he have, like, a big contract? I don't know. I feel like he might have a big contract. I'm guessing Votto has a big contract. but I feel if like you like a couple years ago, but I could be wrong. Yeah, if you like 100 walks on your team, Votto's your guy. <laughs> He's all about that OPS life. Uh, hot corner, third base, what do you have for me? Vladdy? No, Nolan Arenado is just too cheap today. In Yankee Stadium facing a lefty, we talked about J-Hap um, kind of struggling this season. I do think Vlad's fine. Uh, I don't think he's a bad play, but I love Nolan Arenado today. Like, he's a top five hitter for me on the entire slate, and he's just too cheap. Yeah, what's up with that price? And then that's kind of like, again, the, the lineup build is so much different on DK as opposed to fantasy draft where, like, you can roster multiple guys. Like, Bregman. Bregman's 4-3 on DK. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Yes. No? Yes. And Vladdy's 3-7. Bregman's 4-3. You can roster LeMahieu at third if you want. He's a little more expensive. Jose Ramirez is coming to life, folks. Like, it's happening. We talked about his homer on the fly ball, how it was so low yesterday against against lefties in the season, like 3.8%. Uh, the aforementioned Moustakis, like, nobody's going to roster Rendon. Just kind of throwing it out there. Rendon, he absolutely, you know, I know we like lefties against Tehran, but he's just going to go completely unknown. And, like, you know, whatever. Ownership on a 14 games, like, I don't obsess over it. But, you know, Rendon's going to be less than 5% owned almost for sure. I'm not taking a peek, but uh, I feel pretty confident uh, that that's kind of where he'll land. Um, is there anybody else that's, like, off the board or it's just, like, we, the board is so good? Vladdy, Bregman, Arenado's too cheap. Ramirez, Mustakas, you can play at second or third. LeMahieu, you can play at second or third. Is there any reason to stray from that? I don't really see – I was just kind of looking through the list really quick to see anybody else, and I really don't see anybody else that I don't love. Uh, I, I, You know, you can always play Josh Donaldson against a lefty. Um, it's hot in Atlanta. So, like, I, I don't hate that, but it is Patrick Corbin. But the Braves, you know, team ownership is, is around 2%. So, you know, if you're looking at stacking the Braves, you're going to get them very, very low owned. Yeah, and if you're stacking Boston, like, Dever is probably not the best one-off necessarily, but – you know, if they chase means out there, uh, you're locked in for nine against Baltimore in that bullpen. And uh, you see lefty and lefty, and he's hit lefties this year. I think he said him just fine. So I wouldn't be overly cautious about that. But uh, he's overpriced in comparison to everybody else. And, you know, uh, if you're stacking up Boston, don't leave out Devers, basically. You confirm or deny. Confirm. Shortstop, what do you have for me? Devers is like the hottest hitter in baseball right now. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a lefty or righty pitching. Um, like it is a lot there. Just. Um, as far as shortstop goes, you kind of talked about the shortstop guy at third base that I really like. I think Bregman is too cheap. Uh, 4.3K, you can play him at shortstop against Mike Miner, which is a lefty. You know, he's he is the default shortstop for me. I I hate playing the Rockies on the road. I think Trevor Story is a little bit more expensive than Nolan Arenado. Story's numbers are good against lefties. Half has struggled against righties. Francisco Lindor would be the guy if I was going to pay up. I would pay for Lindor over Story today. But Xander's been really good against lefties this season, too. So 
probably don't end up on a lot of Trevor's story because I like those two guys so much. But um, yeah, Torres is fine. Bregman's good. Polanco is really good. You know, I don't want to forget about those Minnesota bats. I really like the Minnesota stack today. You got a cheap shortstop for me? You feel like it's a spend up spot? It's a it's a good spend up spot because you're not paying like 5K for like top end options today. There's a lot of good guys in that mid four range. If you want to save some money, Corey Seager is cheap. JP Crawford, maybe. Um, there's not a ton of options down there. I was looking. Miguel Rojas is batting leadoff against Ryu for 2.9K. Like, if you're going to go all the way down, go, you know, take a leadoff hitter on the road. He stinks. But, you know, I, I think Bregman's really the guy. Yeah, I, I love the Bregman price. It's just too cheap there against Miner. I know Miner's been fine uh, on the season, but uh, that's just goofy. And you talked about Altuve as well being too cheap there against the lefty. I know Altuve has not had the year you necessarily expect from a uh, – was he the MVP last year or the year before? I feel like he was an MVP at some point, wasn't he? I don't follow those I think things. it was a couple of years. I think if it was, I think it was a couple of years. I know he was really good. If nothing else, he was the MVP in my heart. He won me over. But, uh, yeah, for sure, I like uh, those Astros just too cheap there. Uh, you know, Bregman and Altuve is a nice little pairing. Let's jump to the outfield. We're going to knock out some outfielders. You're going to give us some snacks you like, uh, some homers. We'll take a peek at the – Let's see, uh, not the plate IQ, but let's we'll take a peek at what's going down as far as uh, maybe we'll see the, the weather edge. Well, what should we do on the screen share here, Stevie? I like I like to kind of show uh, maybe the plate IQ. What what do we normally show? We normally show the lineup IQ. Let's show that. Let's see what it is. Yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs> Give me some outfielders. Um, everybody, like, <laughs> there's so many good outfielders today. Yelich against a, a bad righty. Mike Trout against the righty that gives up a ton of home runs to right-handed bats. Bellinger against a unproven, you know, young arm, you know, at the top. Darren Judge, Mookie Betts against the lefty, Springer against the lefty. Like, all the guys in that 5K range are really good. Um, but if we start going down, I'm going to keep playing J.D. Martinez, especially against the late lefty. I think that, you know, that's certainly, you know, something that to look at. Um, you know, if you want to chase a home run, Joey Gallo against Verlander. Gallo is going to be 1% owned today. Um He's a guy that he's either going to strike out three or four times, but the home run upside is always there. Um, Austin Meadows against Renardo Lopez is a little bit cheaper, so I don't mind him. I'm just kind of looking for some cheaper guys. You mentioned a lot of guys at the top. Um, Did you mention Chris Jordan, Davis? Yeah, Chris Davis is really cheap. We can keep playing him. Um, are you angry or, about Chris Davis? Are you, are you, are you, have you cut him off, or are you still rolling him out there? I'm still playing him. The, the power is still there. I just – I think he's been hurt, and, you know, I think it was a lot more serious than what they had said. So, Jordan Luplo's cheap uh, facing Mike Montgomery, who can't get the ball past anybody. Um, Justin Upton, kind of the same argument we were using for Trout. Reverse splits leak, who gives up a lot of fly balls to righties. Um, any of the Pittsburgh lefties that are cheap in the outfield? Um, yeah, I think we got everybody. Winker, he's cheap leading off as well you mentioned leak a leak last time out didn't get out of the first inning against this angel team he got absolutely bombarded he got absolutely shellacked uh on the season he's given up 1.87 homers per nine uh yeah facing trout facing otani facing upton uh, that game was in la though a little bit of difference yeah i mean but still like okay the ball goes 10 feet less and it's still good i don't know if it was any any homers i think he had like one homer i want to say but uh (laughs) <laughs> Leak is at the end of uh, his – I mean, it's a good run for Mike Leak, and he got paid handsomely, but uh, he's basically done so, I suppose. Uh, all right, taking a peek as far as the screen share, let's see what we have as far as the umpire data. Pretty much all of it in with the exception of Leak versus Berea. Everybody else, we have our umpires reporting. We got uh, Clark and Montgomery 
uh, let's see, Clark, Montgomery, Bieber. Uh, they have extreme hitters umpire as well as Chasin. So the game with Milwaukee and Arizona has an extreme hitters umpire. And the great the game in Cleveland uh, for the Beebs. If you're looking for a tiebreaker, like, again, I think that's kind of tough. For me, I have Verlander, like, just a tier above everybody else. But I know he's more expensive than everybody else. Uh, maybe that knocks Beavers down just a tick or so outside of a, you know, just below DeGrom, just below Ryu. Uh, I think we have an extreme pitchers umpire. Ooh, for uh, for the Yankees. Well, there you go. I guess that's kind of sort of somewhat interesting for Hap. But uh, I'm still not enthused, and you're not terribly enthused either. He's, he's not your favorite cheapie today. You've kind of expressed that already. Uh, anything interesting here that's kind of jumping out as far as the umpires or – you want to take a peek as far as uh, the K props you kind of mentioned. What do you have for me as far as the lineup HQ? I assume you have it pulled up on your end. I think that Tyler Molly being, um, you know, double, almost double the ownership of BD and Lyles is really interesting. Like I, all those guys are going to have ownership in that price range. Um, Brandon McKay coming in at almost 30% ownership seems Whoa. like really high. Um, that makes me want to fade him even more. So I, I think that Brandon McKay, again, he could go out and have a really good game. But at that type of ownership, um, I, I think that, I'm, like I said, I think I'm going to stay away. Uh, David Price under 10%. If the weather was better in Toronto, I'd actually have a little interest in Stroman on DraftKings at 1% owned. But I think the weather is going to keep me off of that one. So, like, give me the optimal, like, 1% outcome today for Brandon McKay. Like, it's six innings, uh, and he, he strikes out nine or ten, I suppose. That's possible, right? Like, yeah, like he could put up 25 to 30 fantasy points. Um, I think it's, I, I think like it, you're going to see five to six innings. Like I said, I think I've, I've saw multiple sources say 85 is where they want to keep him at. So if he finishes the inning at 79, do they let him go out and throw one batter? Probably not. Um, you know, especially with cash, cash is very cautious with his pitchers. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, the optimal start is kind of what you saw at Baltimore last time out. Five innings, three hits, seven strikeouts, um, 86 pitches, no win, no loss. Uh, Verlander at 18% is pretty appealing. Of course, these uh, ownership percentages are fluid. Uh, they become more and more accurate as we get closer and closer to lock with more information, yada, yada, yada. If that ownership holds for McKay, that just seems – that seems too high. Like I like McKay. I know he's a legit stud. I know the matchups, are, you know, nice against the White Sox. Of course, you prefer righties against in them. Tampa too. Like, there's a lot of good things that are going for him in this spot. It's just the pitch count concerns me. 85 pitches is, you know, he can still get there on 85 pitches, but 30% ownership at 85 pitches. I don't know. We got questions loading up in chat. We'll knock those out in a second. I do think it's an interesting point you made there, as far as Vale uh, being double the ownership of Beatty. Uh, and like, you know, I, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, I think it's basically a coin toss between Wale and Beatty, more or less. Uh, I don't think Wale beats him two out of three times. And that, that's, that's kind of where you're at as well too, correct? Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably going to have shares of both. And, uh, you know, Beatty being a little bit more expensive might uh, kind of influence that as well. Rio at 13%, pretty interesting. Again, we talked about, uh, he's probably just going to, you know, just cruise right through that terrible Marlins lineup. Uh, all right. Give me your favorite stacks tonight. Give me they're going to homer and then we'll go ahead and check out the, the chat and knock out their questions um my home runs i'll start with those my top end home run jd martinez my mid-tier home run is nolan arenado and my cheap home run is scooter let's get that scooter don going he's, tonight. Off tonight. he's getting off the snide tonight it's going down first of the season yep happening um as far as stacks go really like the yankees uh love this spot for them 
like the Red Sox, um, I really, really like Minnesota. I hope they kind of fly under the radar. Minnesota and Cleveland are, are two stacks that you certainly want to get um, in this spot. I'm not sure if the screen share is still on or the people can still see it, but I'm using like the scroller or the slider because I see a question in chat. The first thing I see is a DK specific, an outfielder, 4.8K or under, that's not named J.D. Martinez. And I think uh, – who, who's your favorite amongst that bunch? I think mine. Uh, place with the angels 4.8 yes and it can't be jd martinez it cannot they already have him i assume well they're just um probably austin meadows okay i was gonna say otani i like otani against leak but i like otani too but i think meadows meadows or rosario uh all right knock out some more questions of course uh crunch time five minutes or so if you guys are pre-members you got cheese is good. You got JSU. You got Roth knocking out the weather. The answer as many questions as possible. Up the lock. Uh, we got a twofer. We got Sanchez and Edmund versus Ionetta and Arenado. Sanchez and Edmund, the leadoff hitter for St. Louis. Oh, okay. Against Arenado and who? Uh, Ionetta, teammates, Colorado. I'd probably go with the first one. Verlander versus DeGrom and Cash, I assume we disagree here because I prefer – I think you pay a little bit more for Verlander, but it's not a, the worst thing in the world to step down and get DeGrom. Uh, you prefer DeGrom, it sounds like. Yeah, I prefer DeGrom. Uh, you're going to stack up Tampa, Stevie. You're going to make a five-man Tampa stack. How do you do it? Name the players. Five-man Tampa stack. Hold on. Let me switch screens and look at the, the lineup that came out. Uh, Meadows for sure. I, I know he's he's in there. Nate Lowe. Meadows, Nate Lowe, um, if you're playing on Fantasy Draft, you can throw Troy in there as well. But Austin Meadows, Fam Lowe, uh, Diaz, and probably do the wraparound um, with Brosu, however you say his name, um, at batting, batting cheap, batting ninth. I like the wraparound there. Give me a catcher on DK for 3.1K and under. Isn't that Chirinos? Um. Man, find the extra two hundred dollars for Jansen, three point one k or cheaper. Yeah, Torino's for sure. Uh, is he in there? Yes, he's in there. Torino's is batting six with three point one k. That that's where I would go. That sounds like that's where you'd go as well. Will Chris Davis ever homer again? Uh, <laughs> yes, Maybe. I don't know when, but yes. I'll take the I'll take the yes. Yeah, if Brandon Crawford can, and Joe Panic can hit home runs, um, Chris Davis would get home run. Will he finish this year with a two forty seven batting average? I'll take the under. <laughs> Uh, some more questions here. The weather in Toronto. Talk to Roth, man. We just dropped the link there in chat. I know B-Train still has it. Uh, he can give his update as far as what's going down. He did say it's not in Toronto. It's Toronto playing at Detroit. But that does seem to be the diciest on the slate of all the options out there. Uh, you want to get the, the, the Roth uh, all clear. Uh, DeYoung or Polanco for cash? I will take Polanco amongst those two. Polanco for me as well. Uh, they need a cheap outfielder not named Luplo. That that tells me they're playing on Fandel because Luplo is like two six over there. He's a really solid play. Give me a cheap Fandel outfielder. Um, I don't have Fandel up. How much is Winker? Isn't he under three K? I think he's around under three K. Uh, and the Cardinals outfielders, for what it's worth, are cheap. I think uh, O'Neill, decent shot. He strikes out up a, a couple of times, but there is some pop in that bat. Martinez, I think, is cheap too. I don't necessarily want to pick on Molly too much, but you know, a lot of good pitchers out there, and you're looking for a cheap. Uh, Outfit, there's only so many options. It's probably one of those guys. But if you can get the the winker, I prefer winker amongst all those dudes. Uh, a few more questions before you step aside and get out of here. 
do we know what Vado's walkout uh, plate song is? I don't know. I don't know. It's probably something funny because he seems. I like, like to walk. <laughs> walking, uh, walk. It's 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 Smash Mouth. Walking on the sun. There you go. There you uh, go. Nick Markakis or Adam Eaton, two guys that like aren't great at DFS. Uh, probably Eaton. Uh, I may have skipped the question. If I did, I apologize. Uh, O'Neill or Winker? Uh, so that, yeah, that that kind of that's conversation we just had. We prefer Winker, correct? I prefer Winker. Yeah. Uh, better SB two pitcher uh, is it Beatty or is it Molly? It's kind of the conversation that a lot of people are having today. I'd personally like Beatty more. Um, ballpark and all that is, is leaning towards Beatty. I think Molly has more upside. So maybe if you're looking for the the ceiling. It's Male. If you're looking for the floor, maybe it's Beatty. I think for cash for me, it's Male. Uh, but I, it's it's tough. It's close. And I'm gonna have shares of both. Uh, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Hicks versus Harper. Hicks I like both versus Harper. Yeah, both of those are really good play. Um, give me Harper. Do you like uh, Richie Martin as a punt? I mean, that's a. Te- you got to be able to do better than Richie. He's batting ninth at home versus David Price, and he's also terrible. Well, we could do better than this, right? Should be able to. Uh, yeah, he's really – he's like min salary at shortstop. Like, he's not the worst guy in the world. Uh, is he like 2K on DK? Yeah, he's he's min salary, 2K on DK. Okay. I mean, I guess. I don't want to do it, but yeah. If Like, so if you're playing – if you're playing like the Stevie method and not punting catcher and like playing up for like Sanchez, then you can punt with Richie Martin. But I would rather get like a Danny Jansen today and play Bregman at shortstop. The difference, of course, being that the opportunity cost, uh, the players are competing against a shortstop is much deeper than the the, you know, the players are playing against a, a catcher. There's more guys that can, that can beat you, right? So it's a little riskier. Yeah. Uh, D-Train jumping in with these boots were made for walking. There you go. Nicely done. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. There you go. Uh, Fletcher versus like Wong. Fletcher versus Wong? Probably yeah. Colton Wong. Uh, so David Dahl had a foot. He was going to play despite his foot. Now the chat is telling me that David Dahl was scratched. Just so, got the alert from the RG app. He is scratched. There you go. I don't know who's replacing him uh, or if you guys are on him. He was batting fourth, but uh, I presume that'll uh, weaken the Colorado lineup. Uh, uh, with that, is there anything else we can step aside? Uh, we got to finish strong with a good question here. Okay, for cash, TK cash, you got Hicks or Meadows? Come on, man. For cash, it's got to be Meadows, right? Um, so it's got to be Hicks, doesn't it? Hicks. Um, but I like Meadows more, but I think Hicks is a little safer. Um, all right. That's it. That's the show, Stevie. We've got to finish strong. G- give the people, give the people something bold that's going to happen tonight. Something bold. Um, the Minnesota twins are going to score 15 plus runs. According to the chat, by the way, Joey Votto's walkout song is party in the USA by Molly Cyrus. Of course it is. That's an awesome selection. Well done there, Joey Votto. He's Stevie. I'm Dean. Stay tuned for crunch time. We're out of here. Holler. 